Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you from SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 247, and a return to the old three-episode review format. Woo! Holy fucking crap. (laughs) This is the third last time we'll be doing that because... Yay! Yeah, as you know, for the last year, we've just been reviewing one episode at a time mm-hmm. because, frankly, it's easier, but we we're still have... running out. Uh, well, yeah, uh, in three of these three-episode format time, we will run out, but we'll get to that when we do. Anyway, hi, I'm Elliot J. O'Neill. Joined... Hi, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> hello here, as always, except when he's not BT Calloway. Hi, Shag. And I'm Danny Rosewell. Danny, Danny Rosewell. Hi, Claire. Get away from my microphone, John. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hi, Jordan. It's our microphone. Rise oh, up. oh, oh. Um, we just watch the same episode three times in a row and see how we review it differently each time. Yes. I'm not watching that episode again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm vetoing that immediately. God, you could not pay me enough to not watch that episode again. You could pay me quite a lot to watch that again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there pay- is a limit, right? But then you become a billionaire and then we have to kill you. <laughs> you can try. I have billions at that point. <laughs> I'll just make a fence made out of this episode. You Beach, I know that your torso was made of paper mache, so I could easily tear you apart, I'm sure. There's candy inside. <gasps> wow, this has gotten really violent. This, this episode has created a level of that's my kink uh yeah so this episode may have broken us a little and of course yeah we start with the new one so oh yeah just a uh, preface a uh, pre something i'm gonna talk now so yeah at this end stage of the index three episode format of course uh, right at the end is all the episodes that i've been putting off <sighs> uh including these three so we're going for a bit of an apu theme at the mm-hmm. time and yeah long time listeners will know that basically when we started the index the problem with apu documentary came out yeah. and like one hundred about... years ago yeah, oh was... and twenty thousand simpsons episodes excuse a lot of history me. on that there <laughs> podcast yeah and we talked about reviewing it for the podcast, but it's like, mm. it's not a, like, objectively, I don't think it's a well put together documentary, but it makes a very, very, very important point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of wanted just a bit of distance from it itself because I didn't want to be too reactive to it because there yeah. were lots of people on podcasts, you know, giving their opinion on the fucking Jumping thing. Jumping that bandwagon. Yeah. And I wanted to give it a bit of time, especially to see what they do and how they replace Apu, which to this day, they have not. But they have effectively, <sighs> well... Hank Azaria has refused to do the voice, ergo basically removing him, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something. But, yeah, it's been five years now since they've uh, retired him from the show or put him on hiatus or whatever you want to call it, and, um, yeah, so here we are today reviewing these episodes, like this one. This was Season 27, Episode 12, Much Apu About Something. First released in January of 2016, directed by Bob Anderson, written by Michael Price. In this episode, the quickie mark gets destroyed, and because of Apu's scratchy addiction, Sanjay's son Jamshed, who we last saw in Home of the Heretic as mm-hmm. a toddler, yep. um, is now rebranded the quickie mart, and he's made it all millennial style. Yeah. And that's annoying Apu. And in the B story, Homer makes Bart stop pranking, and he stops pranking until he doesn't. Hey, y'all. What did we think? <laughs> flaming hot garbage. I've seen Flaminger. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. Is that surprising to anyone? No. It's not great. No. I wouldn't recommend watching it to anyone. Yeah. Uh, flaming hot garbage episode. Cold take because that's, I'm assuming, what everyone will think about this. Whew. 
I wouldn't call it flaming. I've seen just it's just, it's just uh, I was thinking about it. it's so symptomatic of like any TV show that goes on mm. for too long. Mm. It's just I don't know why. How do they keep getting contracts? Because it's just who's watching this at this point? Who is the Simpsons for Us. in the in the Literally twenty podcast. late twenty tens? Like I just don't get it. I sorry, Claire, you haven't did you enjoy the show? No. Uh. No. Uh. All right, that's everybody. Good night. Let's rank this. I actually don't really even know where to start with it because it has a relatively simple premise. Mm -hmm. Like, I was surprised that Elliot summed it up so concisely because when you actually watch it, it's all over the shop. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely, like, skipping details. Yeah, (laughs) but, like, when you think about the details were stupid and pointless, but Mm. just the way it it was jammed together. You know, we always used to talk about the, like, a story, B story, and maybe a little touch of something like underlying those two things. But the way they intercut the different threads, it didn't really flow or make sense. Mm. In and, and quite often I was going, wait, why is this being brought up? Like the whole lotto yeah, side of things. That took so long and is so pointless to explain why. Completely unnecessary. Uh, Jay had full control or jump shit or whatever his name is. Yes. They yeah. could have just left it at that comment of saying, you know, oh, but my father had a controlling interest yeah, in the store. Instead, they had to go into this long, prolonged bit about a poo getting hooked on scratchies and always selling off part of his ownership of the Quickie Mart. And, and it's like, we didn't oh need it. Oh my God. And then like, Apu really wishes he had his old store back. Oh, the only thing that could save us now is if Bart pulls a prank. That'll set <laughs> everything back to the way things used to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the B story in this one. Fucking, yeah, so it, it starts out with a parade that, yeah, Bart sabotages and doesn't get in trouble with the law, just gets in trouble with Homer. Makes him uh, promise to... Because uh, he has footage of him committing it, so he can't... Oh, that parade was right. already I, pretty fucking off the rails. Yeah, it, it was, but I feel that... I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to mm-hmm. sort of what stood out to me, but mm-hmm. I do you also can. because we'll start with you. What stand out for you? For it was words? how contrived that was because basically it was like all of the volunteer firefighters were fucking around well before Bart pulled a lever yes. that eventually did like you know cause the thing, and it wasn't it wasn't even him that caused the real problem because it was them going last resort foam, and then that caused the crash, right? Whatever, but yeah, it's the fact that one. But has to do his catchphrase. It's catchphrase oh. central, right? Where he has like, so I didn't egregious. do it. Nobody told me to do it. You can't prove it. Blah blah blah. And then Homer also, and also so he has to say, I remember. But then Homer, for some reason, is like, oh no! Now I'm the beacon of integrity, and I will prove that it was you. Mm. And also now this means that you can never prank again, or else I'll release the footage. Homer would have laughed his fucking ass off at all of that. Yeah, I mean, I yes, wrote he would that as he, a big integrity break. He as would well. have been upset that the Quickie Mart was damaged, but he probably know that it's a chain. They're going to get rebuilt. They're all insured. It's fine. The fact that he's like, no, you can never prank again, or else I'll release the footage, no, is a weirdly blackmail way to do it. Yeah, as well. Jordan, I think you hit an exact point of. Homer being mad at Bart for pulling the prank is not very Homer. But if they it had been like, you pulled a prank that destroyed the Quickie Mart. That's where I get my donuts. You're yeah. in trouble now, yeah. boy. I would have believed that. That would have made a lot more sense. They needed the extra 20 seconds of thinking about it. Yes, and, and there was so much unnecessary crap in this episode. They had plenty of time mm-hmm. for him to be like, you owe me big time for this, boy. Like, yeah. you know, you've, you've ruined the one good thing in my life, the Quickie Mart. Like, easily a yeah. Homer-esque reason. But even the way that he threatened Bart was like, 
you know, I'm going to send you to prison for a hundred oh years. I'm like, what? Fuck off. Is happening, you know? Yeah, he said, you can rot in jail. Yes. I, I'd like to add while we're on this that Bart pulling a single lever, he would have had no idea what it does or whether it was aiming exactly at the police ca- car. Mm. Not to mention yeah. that I don't think it was him splashing Wiggum that actually crashed the shit anyway, right? No, it was it was them because Wiggum was like, that's it, and like turned around to fire the thing. And yes. so that's when they used the foam. And that's what caused it to go out of control, which again, hit the fucking brakes. Like, I mean, that, I mean, that was all crazy, wacky, whatever anyway, but... They got I, angry and started driving through a crowd of pedestrians like yeah. fucking Tiananmen. That, and that, whoa, there was, no, whoa. I mean, seriously, there was the gays, the gays got, group was right behind the tank. They just yeah. established that. Well, yeah, they did almost run over the marching band. But I, what I was, the other thing I was going to say is like, I, I'm trying to rack my brains and I think it's like 50-50 of Homer really enjoying Bart's pranks a lot of the time, not only when it's the, he's the butt of them, essentially yeah. not liking them, but like... I really feel like Homer in this instance would have been like, oh, that was awesome. And the only way you could salvage it was what we were saying before is about yeah. saying like, oh, well, now, you know, you're going to have to pay because otherwise yeah. we're liable or something, you know, yeah. for yeah. rebuilding the Quickie Mart. So, but again, yeah. they made space for this Homer making Bart re-perform the scene as in giving him motivation and stuff. And it was just so extended and so pathetic. Mm. And uh, just also, why did Homer have a body cam on? I don't know. And why don't the Springfield police? Yes. Well, we know why they don't have body well, cams. Yeah. Um, yeah. They spend all the money on the tank. I just had a GoPro for some reason. Also, why did they introduce how cool this statue is and the next scene is like driving a shit statue through town? Oh, because that was an establishment. Yeah, because they. It was? Yeah, they did the video as like, your statue may vary. And oh, like, yeah, okay, This is an okay. artist rendering of the concept of a statue. But like the whole, the whole statue premise from start to finish was completely unnecessary. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. weird. Like, I mean, it was it was not even a particularly good throwaway joke, but also there were plenty of other reasons they could have had the Quickie Mart get destroyed without it being so like there could have just been a some kind of parade yeah. for, for something else jumped straight into the parade. It was much cleaner beginning, and then yeah, they could have had Bart you know trying to impress somebody and given yeah. it a little bit more. They human. got bored with that statue instantly, well, didn't they? That's the other thing. The other integrity break on this is they're like, we'll be unveiling the new statue of Jebediah Springfield, and both Bart and Lisa are like, oh my god, we want to see that so bad. <laughs> I was like, why? You don't yeah. want to see that. No. These yeah. kids don't care. They they did say. Didn't that? What did Holmes say? He says like you, you don't care about history or whatever. Like yeah, but it's a reason to go outside. Again, yeah, that doesn't that sound either. like them either. No. <laughs> I mean, for the story to work, all you need to do is have Bart inadvertently destroy the Quickie Mart. There are so much ways that yeah. you could do that. Yeah, to circumvent this whole yeah parade and statue thing, which I don't think any of us found funny. Like could have started off with a prank right on the Quickie Mart. It burns exactly. down. I will like, say, in its credit, we did start with a pretty what I thought were pretty good sequence of jokes where they're like, you know, has this infomercial of a dad and son looking at the Lincoln Memorial, like, oh, this is boring, and they're like go to the Liberty Bell and it's like, hasn't rung since 1896. Yeah. And then goes to yeah. the Tomb of the Old, old Unknown who's Soldier. Who's this like, guy? Who's this guy? Yeah. And I do kind of like that riff on like, <laughs> mm. who wants these old monuments? I you want like, something new. I did like the, um, the not, Mount Rushmore one. Like, not, not in chronological <laughs> order. And I'm like, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. That was a, that was an uptick. So that very beginning riff, I'm like, okay. okay. Was that the last time we all laughed in yes. this episode? Yeah, okay. I had Just a couple, but yeah. we'll get to those. But first, Claire, for better or worse, what stands out to you? I don't really know how to talk about this. Uh, okay. You know how to sigh about it. Yeah, <laughs> I hope like... the mics are picking that up. It's a good sign there. No, I genuinely don't know how to talk about this because, like, obviously this this episode was a, 
a reaction to people going, dude, he's such a stereotype. This isn't cool. And they're like going, oh, so what if he's a stereotype? Everything's a stereotype. Yeah. Look, this is a stereotype of a millennial. This is a stereotype of an Italian mm. person. We're like, yeah, there's lots of problems with your show, actually. Like, yeah. thanks for pointing that yeah. out. But like the other thing is they had this millennial kid who, oh my God, I've never heard Little anyone sound less millennial than this child. Mm. You said the swipe w- left, Claire. What else, what else <sighs> do you want? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the thing that stood out to me, and this is why I'm like, I'm finding a hard way of describing it, is that this, this kid is supposed to represent the, you know, the youth, the Indian youth of America today. You know, mm-hmm. they're younger, they're fresher, they just like want to be cool, they've got better ideas and all that sort of stuff, and they're actually very successful. But like they're having this argument in the restaurant between, you know, Apu and the, and Jay and Jay like basically goes off on him. You're such a stereotype. You know, you're talking about India all the time and, you know, take a penny, lean of a penny and like does the like Indian accent. And I'm like the answer to Apu being played by a white man and following stereotypes is not a self-hating Indian mm. child mm. that is basically being like, stop talking about India so much, you know, like, yeah. wait, wait, Be less wait. Indian. That's not a thing to tell to the this Indian is, yeah, person. This is it. This That's is a thing not... to tell to the white writers and actors that are yeah. pretending. Yeah, I, I feel like they just sort of, I mean, obviously they missed the point, but like, that was a really weird take from this is that, you know, no, no, no. If you're going to have an Indian character, make them be super American because in talking about India as an Indian character is not cool. I'm like... That that's not the fucking point. From white writer Michael Price. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, like, I I just have a thought of like, and maybe this is maybe my own stereotype. But I'm just like, why wouldn't you just get someone like Aziz Ansari, who is like all about being cool and mm. trying to be like with modern culture yeah. to just help write it and just do the voice as well, because then like. It's someone that people recognize as mm. already as like someone who is already f- like sure. fought that stereotype in a bunch of other stuff. And like, he'll be able to be like, no, don't write this. Please don't There's write this. There's a bunch of famous like comedian writers yeah. of Indian uh, or Indian American now. There's Yeah, well, I, I will say, yeah, this episode does predate the problem with Apu documentary. Really? And, mm-hmm. and Jay is played by a special guest for this episode, Utkash Ambudkar. Uh, he's a prominent actor. He's done a bunch of stuff, uh, none of which I have written down. I'm sorry. But. <laughs> Um, and he was interviewed for the documentary and he said, yeah, he regretted doing this episode because the way it was pitched and the way, like, the script that he performed was, it was more that, um... Man, his script was really shit. Like, it was... It was such an old cranks indictment of millennials, right? Mm-hmm. He's it was, he's as much a stereotype as anyone else in that character in that show. Yeah, well, it was pitched to him, and his understanding was this was like targeted at the Simpsons and targeted yeah. at their portrayal of the character. Where and they clearly make him the antagonist as well, mm-hmm. you know? That's, yeah, what turned out was you know what turned out. Yeah, yeah, he definitely becomes the antagonist, even yeah. though for a while he's not phrased like that. But the way it concludes is. The Quickie Mart burns down, Apu gets it, wins a million dollars and gets to rebuild it the way he wants, and then that's the end of it. And, it's and like, his gambling addiction saves the day, of course. Yeah, mm. and it's, there's no balance there. Yeah, and like, to your point, Dan, like, yes, the, the whole thing, instead of making him an interesting and well-rounded character, is they did just shove every piece of slang that the writers obviously didn't understand how to use themselves. Yes. And slang that I've literally never heard anyone even actually say. Um, it was, yeah, he mm-hmm. was the same as Bart being all, I caramba, I eat my shorts, you know? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it like, didn't even have the cleverness of like when you use modern slang wrong, you know. Turn you know, flake, mm-hmm. Elliot. <laughs> like, yeah, this was someone, I think this is roughly what it means. Yeah. And, and just basically doing it to make him sound like an absolute dickhead while 
it's like they've got four or five levels of joke and they can't decide how they want to undercut themselves. Mm. And, you know, so they they undercut his character by making him sound like an absolute moron. But then they undercut Apu being frustrated at him being a stereotype as well by saying like he's actually running this business really, really well. Mm. And then they undercut the business by saying that without preservatives, all the healthy food goes off within 30 seconds. Huh, millennials, like, the healthy was, food. Yeah, that was my, oh yeah, Simpsons writers, the organic food understanders, Inc. Like, <laughs> yeah, they know how stuff works. <laughs> Young people and their needs. <laughs> uh, how about you, BT? What stood out to you from this episode for better or worse? Well, just to save on time, because there's five of us, I'm going to combine what I'm going to change with the heart moment and what stood out to me all in one and just say like for a moment there's almost a realization when they have the whole argument that you know he says uh, you know jay says to apu are you just an indian stereotype apu says jay we're used to millennial stereotype there'd be something there to say yeah things might be stereotypes but you can have a character beneath them because that's how apu really kind of started at least in my mind that yeah he was an indian stereotype but more to that he was a workaholic and that was usually where most of the yes. jokes came from they used to it feel was, like people yeah and there's a stereotype aspect to this character but they are still a character and that's mm. how you kind of drive home a bit more of a moment and the fact that there's no balance between Apu and Jay in this there's no Apu get, coming around to realize that Jay is running this store well and actually making profit and that kind of thing and isn't that what a business is for but then maybe Jay not realizing that because he doesn't have the history with the community he doesn't have or isn't providing for their needs he's telling them what they want he's not becoming that cornerstone that they're always going to rely on there's a middle ground they suggest in dialogue that never comes about in the plot Ultimately, Jay just becomes the bad guy because Bart's prank is turns the power off for 30 seconds, all the fresh fruit rots, and then the quickie mark catch, oh, sorry, the quick stop or whatever it is. Quick now. and easy now. Quick and easy just burns down. And it's like, okay, and we're done. It's like, but like you didn't learn anything from each other. It was there, the concept, but mm. you didn't actually have that heart moment of. I've learned a lot from you and you're not just a stereotype, you're actually a person. Yeah. There was no point in that where no. I felt like they any of them were characters. They felt like they were just props reading the the, the, the writer's complaint. Hundred percent caricatures. Yeah, yeah, not mm -hmm. characters. Yeah, which again could have been a way to undermine that, oh, the Simpsons is full of stereotype. You can be like, Yeah, true, we do have a lot, but there are characters here. Yeah. Sorry, Claire, you look like you're about to No no no. I just really want to put a pin in the um, the arson aspect mm. and also the attempted murder of Principal Skinner. Just just let's come back to that well, yeah. later. Because, uh, in the wackiness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The pranks went just really quickly from, you know, normal childhood pranks. Yeah. Like I'm spraying someone with water to, you know, let's just kill people. Yeah, it went mm, from dropping mm. a beehive on a naked charmers to let's roll Principal Skinner off Springfield Gorge, which is next to the school. Dropping yep. a beehive on naked charmers could very Wait, well be lethal as well. It's yeah, but there's Chalmers, a bit right? of more no, whimsy to that than yeah. let's push a cherry picker down into a gorge. Yeah. Have I asked you yet? I don't think I've asked you yet. What stands out to you for better or worse? Oh, uh, when suddenly for no reason there's a giant cliff right next to the school mm -hmm. and then we're falling down off the cliff and then oh, yeah, Roller right Skate the Disco Stew is there falling as well. And that's and an then, act break. <laughs> we and that's an commercial. act break. And then we get bored of that and we move on. There's no resolution to that. It's People so bizarre. Just, like, writers get bored of things mid-joke or mid-story. Sorry, joke. I refuse to let you use that word. Yeah, that's that fair. What that's was fair. funny <laughs> about that that's at fair. all? Um... I believe that was the unexpected, absurd... Ter we, we call that irony, don't we? Mm. Not in 
Not correctly, but Not correctly, sure. no. Um, I got that sense as well in the scene where Homer's like asking Bart, oh, I need you to do one more big score, you yeah. know? And then it gets distracted with this whole Lisa talking about her imaginary friend. Yes. Fucking yes. They just went, got distracted. Mm. Take your meds right yeah, away. Get to it with Bart doing a whole uh, Clockwork Orange bit, but it didn't come from anything. Homer was like, hey, I need you to prank again. Oh, but I actually like not pranking anymore, Homer. Oh, no, that's fine. Don't prank anymore. Clockwork Orange. Like, wait, yes. what? Yes. 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 Bart Bart doesn't want to. Homer doesn't want to. Lisa doesn't want him to. And then we just need that to happen anyway so we can reset. So weak. And that related to him giving Clockwork Orange to Bart as a five-year-old to help him teach, like, teach him how to tell the time. Uh, but what? That's not how that works. It, I, what, I think what annoyed me most about that bit is that they can't just do a reference anymore. Yeah. Yes. It could have just yeah. been, like, as bad as it was in the first place, they could have just had Bart put the one eye makeup on. No, no, yeah, and well, but they were like, on. oh, I shouldn't have bought him that clockwork orange. Don't say yeah. that part. You don't need to explain everything. Yeah. For the Fuck. full scope of everyone at home, it does the camera angle on Bart and plays the clockwork orange music, and it holds on that for a while, and then he adds the eyelash in case you haven't got it yet, and then it stops and has Homer says, oh, this is a clockwork orange bit. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so the trick is show, then tell, then tell, then show, then tell, then tell, then tell. The, <laughs> I'll give Bart credit. He did do a pretty good Kubrick stare mm-hmm. in that shot. So, you know, hey. Good acting. The amazing right? acting of Nancy Cartwright there. Uh, whoa, what whoa, stands whoa. out to me, I, I will say the one joke I did like and laugh at was the classy robber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, have your spare change and a bottle of gin. And then I just want to, sorry, this isn't this isn't a JAC, so you can't do it. It's just, he said a nice bottle of gin and then he took what, I mean. Beef eater. It was, no, it was beef drinker, which was pretty okay. <laughs> but also beef eater is the sh- worst. It's yeah. the terrible. Mm. Bottom shelf gin. That is not a nice bottle of gin. Hey All right, this has hey been, a, been a wonderful trip into Jordan's Elgara. You can't tell me how to do it. Yeah. I mean, I can, but whether you comply I is, won't. Is, yeah. Coincidentally enough, my like minimum quality of gin that it has to be is Bombay Sapphire. That's some good gin. You mean, no, wait, no, it's fuck. If it was called Mumbai Sapphire, that would be better. Uh, what was that joke as well? You uh, back. That's what, it, that's what it used to be called. Yeah, it was so British colonized. Yeah. So in the British colonies, like they called it Bombay, but in the original, it's they. So they, when the British left, they changed all the names back to like Mumbai and oh, stuff like that. Oh, right. And so Apu that... said, I liked it better when it was still Bombay. Which is cringe as fuck. I'm sorry. Him going, oh, we'll always be Bombay. Like, fuck off. Like, no. It, mm. That's w- what are you doing? Yeah, uh, and then they follow that scene with Luigi coming in, and it's like, hey, yeah. I'm a stereotyper. Yeah, not good. So, was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Oh, well, then uh, uh, Luigi's grandma comes out with the big nose and starts whacking with a wooden spoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a, a giant <laughs> Blinky the Three Eyed Fish. Oh, Blinky, I forgot. To be fair, that might have been an effect for the ad, to be entirely fair. This they did like CG it fiction, in. Yeah. fiction within fiction. Anyway, oh. sorry, Claire. No, no, that's fine. Because I, I, I didn't hate the wackiness in the ad because it was an ad, and and that's yeah. fine to put a bit of wackiness where wackiness would exist. My, my wackiness is something we have touched on already: is the complete lack of structure to the map within within Springfield. Yeah. So yeah. twice they had the Quickie Mart next to a cliff, and that's what Apu rolls off for no reason and meets Disco Stew, who's falling into a bottomless pit. I don't know what's happening there. And then they also had Springfield Gorge, literally like a block away from school. A lot of cliffs in this episode. So many cliffs. Why? Why? Can I add on to that as well? Is that Bart uses the brick to, instead of smashing the window, to chock the yeah. cherry picker or whatever. 
But then Milhouse picks it up and does Milhouse get run over then by the cherry yes. picker and is dead? And, yes. and then we hear no reaction from Skinner, from Skinner who's up in the chair. Yeah. Ch- yeah, it just it's, goes nowhere. So Milhouse is dead. Yep. I mean, Apu should be dead because he yep. jumped off. Stu is dead. Yep. Skinner is probably injured. I mean, yeah, it's all... Yeah. yeah. And so that end scene as well where Bart destroys the Quickie Mart by cutting off the power, which, yeah, makes all the food rot in, you know, a matter yeah. of seconds. What do you guys think of that? Eh, whatever. It's just... I don't know. Like, again, it's... Those uh, aren't mushrooms. That's a wheel of brie. I'm Sancho Mel. I'm announcing things. So much time spent announcing what we were already seeing, for yeah, one thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing is, is well, the, the thought of, like, oh, kids, like, preserved food with preservatives was good enough for me. Why do you a, need organic food? But that's what it feels yeah, like. A joke yeah. in there in the fact that, you know, the old Quickie Mart was known for being dodgy as hell and having really over-expired stuff and Twinkies that just would never die. Yeah. And so there's a joke there in terms of they've gone too far in the other direction of having stuff that was too fresh or that the Springfieldians were maybe used to the high, mm. um, you know, had just such a tolerance for uh, high preservative stuff that they thought the regular stuff was terrible. There's there could have been this they interesting... They explain that the air in Springfield was so toxic that yeah. organic yeah. Preser- yeah, uh, yeah, food cannot like. survive here without a controlled yeah. temperature. Like, there's the thing, though, if there was so much wasted on these little side jokes that went nowhere mm. or completely forgotten or weren't related they could have built up the main story and had lisa involved a little bit more if they wanted to because she's you know yeah she'd intelligent and stuff yeah. like she'd be super excited about an organic store you would think so i, I would be surprised that she wasn't more involved actually mm. yeah um, well another weird consistency is like yeah homer comes in where's my heat lamp dog rah, rah, rah. and he gives him some mollies which he eats anyway and he's like fine with but like Surely, if you're going to set up that Homer wants the Quickie Mart back as well, you yeah. have him going, yuck, this is disgusting. Or like uh, eating it, but then be like, it's fine, but where's the grease? Or if you yeah. made it, yeah, sort of like a, um, what's the really like organic hippie chain in America, not Trader Joe's or uh, like a Whole Foods? Whole yeah. Foods, like a Whole Foods thing where it's like, oh, I don't want flaxseed chew or something like that. Then like that would have been. <laughs> I want chew and tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just going to say as well, like, I don't know if this is wacky as such, but like, Apu has a gambling problem? Is that retconned? Like, yeah. when has that uh, ever been brought up in the past? Never or? That thing. is new. <laughs> uh, he's been in casinos on screen before, I'm pretty sure. It's never been an issue. Um, I just had this sort of thought about, like, it's not really going to work. But you know how some countries, they're doing, like, this phasing out of tobacco through age? You've got to be over... People born before this can keep smoking. But is all that the, right? Yeah. There's a couple of countries where, like... People born before 2000 can keep on smoking, but no one born after that's allowed. So over time, yeah, generation yeah. will, it'll like, it gr- you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's sort of something about the greasy food, healthy food, you know, phase it out with the older generation. You, I, I don't know, some sort of, because then you can have this generation thing with Apu and Jay and come together and, I don't know. It's sorry. Just thinking oh, yeah. out loud. We'll get to the it whole, when we get yeah. to what we'll yeah. change. Out of my but... cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more. Wait, I don't remember what section we're in, but Wackiness? I want to say something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bart's whole whole arc in this mm-hmm. is that he's forced to stop pranking because he's frightened that he'll be sent to jail and then have to go to the dentist. And you know what they do to him in the dentist. In the dentist. Really mm. weird joke there. <sighs> but he stops pranking. He actually starts getting better grades. He's yep. enjoying himself. Everything he's sleeping yep. well. And yep. he's getting he's along happier, with Lisa yeah. and like their bonding as well. And then as soon as Lisa's like, yeah, this is really good for you, but it's like really nice to be able to talk, you know, and people understand me too now. And then immediately 
on this no pranking Ben, he goes and plays a prank on Grandpa. Yeah. 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 He yeah. already break. I mean, Instantly. it's a harmless prank. In fact, it's one of the few things that actually feels like a Except prank instead hearing. of, you know, attempted murder. Mm-hmm. But like... It's not a pranking band then. He literally yeah. just did a prank. Yeah. 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 With Lisa, who's like, yeah, you shouldn't prank. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had two more quick wacky things. Apu, I guess, is the main character in the life of Pi in the oh, yeah. universe yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. Are they saying they ate his older brother? Or younger, yeah, the uh, fox. Who Whoever the, uh, there wasn't the, a fox in the he book. He did bed, say obviously. a sly older fox. Never. Yeah. And also, Sanjay, they're in the hospital. They're beds side by side yep. they're all like sort of taped up and got plaster casts and stuff which actually they're gone in the next scene and everything yeah. but he just pulls out a framed photo of jay like out of nowhere that was just like beside <laughs> yep. his bed yep. and then apu similarly pulls out the framed photo of the quickie mart which i guess is supposed to be sort of a joke and i i, I will give them credit they don't point at it that apu that's his pride and joy. Mm. Oh god and then they do the life-size frame photo thing oh that mr such a bad joke with Manjuli. yay we gave him one more moment of happiness before anyway how was the heart in this one it was torn from a paper mache like chest <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of mid to late simpsons it had a promise or it had yeah. had the suggestion it could have been something but they fuck it with yep. like they i guess they wanted to make the joke of with with Lisa and Bart saying like look into my eyes what do you see and it's like love unconditional love and like which means i can do whatever i want and they're like mm, yeah haha yeah, ha, yeah, whatever yeah, but like yeah. i don't know it, it doesn't, you could do something with that Lisa's not been enough of a part of this to really have an impact yeah. on yeah, it yeah exactly it's two fucking scenes it's not enough that's the thing i think the heart for me was in the first scene that was probably the thing that had the most heart was where she was like it's okay like i understand that this family really doesn't value achievement mm-hmm. um yeah. very well but like i see you yeah. i'm like that was, that cool. was actually kind of nice and even though it, i made the point about the prank completely undermining bart's entire storyline mm. it was still a cute moment between brother and sister in my opinion because they did something together it was just nice to see them getting along and like playing together but then yeah nothing she's gone until the very end where for some reason like they bring her back in just to make her feel bad yeah exactly it's so insubstantial and yeah i mean and undermined in its original scene as well which i agree yeah was nice and then yeah heart between jamshed and umpu coming to an understanding didn't really feel like it happened it just feels like they rushed to the ending and then they were like oh i guess you were right in some ways i guess you were right in some ways and it's like really did we establish it no we didn't Yeah, because Apu's all has a moment of like, oh, look, I, I went for pranking and this is the karma I get, which is the thing I wanted to be gone has been destroyed and I got a million dollars. Oh, karma, you bitch. Mm, <laughs> that's not karma. Yeah. In, in lieu of a lot of heart, I just remember there was one more re- really quite wacky bit at the very end, the mm. fourth act, the 32nd fourth act, oh. with the very Looney Tunes explosion of the, like, the yeah. the the missile mm-hmm. reflecting, like, ricocheting straight up and then coming down. And then even the Looney Tunes aspect of the sort of black explosion pattern on the ground and Wiggum on his butt with his legs splayed, like, that sort of yeah. real Wile E. Coyote's Boring. explosion post, yeah. yeah. Then Quimby goes, damn it. End credits. Fucking hell. Ultimately, though, did it feel <sighs> like an episode of The Simpsons? Is this a show we know and love? Are these the characters we know and love? I don't know if I even love the show anymore, Elliot. <laughs> like, part, is this like, the show we know and tolerate? You, yeah. You, is this the show we podcast about? Yep. There's so many, like... When does it just, outweigh the ha- good? Yeah, like, it's it's the cost-benefit analysis of the, of the entire... Like, the more they do it, the yeah. less it takes up in my heart. 
So, but no, in answer, no, it's not. It's not like the first eight seasons and it never will be again. <laughs> oh no, season 34, they're fucking coming back, man. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I wish they wouldn't though. I mean, look, when we talk about it. dead is better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, is it as bad as the other shows it's not that we've worst. seen in this, the, you know, the, the 20s? It's not the worst. And for, oh no, I can't even bring myself to say it. I was going to be like, look, for our expectation level, did it, you know, roughly do what we thought it was going to do? Yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah. really have very high expectations. I also didn't get really angry either. I just more just uh, tired, yeah. eh? I don't know if that's worse than <laughs> there being is that really question, enraged. Yeah. yeah, like Bart was was kind of Bart-ish. Like I don't think he was not Bart. You mm. know, he had his pranking thing. It's just that they have to ham fist in his catchphrases to yeah, make sure yeah. we all remember what mm. they are, so they still buy the merchandise it's- that it's on. And Homer's Homer's never on point for me anymore. Homer's the one that they really have, Mm. like, they just can't seem to get right at all. Lisa's fine. Marge didn't appear, neither did Maggie, which is good. It was already too busy. Marge tried to make sure the marching band had juice boxes. Oh, that was her contribution. That's lovely. Uh, Yeah, Julie Kavner, here's your one fucking line for the episode. Yeah. With Apu as well. Yeah, we don't get that sense of the old, you know, workaholic character. Like, the idea that for a long time. Like a gambling addict that was holding the fort is just like, wrong. That like, was kind yes. of what I wanted Slowly them to selling see. His shares in his business. Yeah. That's yeah. his pride. Well, it's what I wanted to see them do around the time of you know the problem with Apu of kind of come out and say, look, it's been thirty years. It's kind of maybe late to change the actor, but how about from now on we focus on solely jokes about Apu, are him as a workaholic and him as a father of eight. Yeah. And not anything about his race or religion. Yes. Because that's kind of the, you know, How the compromise. How fucking easy would that be? Yeah, because those those used to be what Apu was known for. It being someone so dedicated to his, you know, stupid dead-end job that it was comedy. And taking yeah. advantage of the people that are addicted yeah. to, you know, high-fat, high-sugar yeah. food and the, gambling. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. time that uh, he worked, was it 36, I don't know, 80 <laughs> hours straight and thought he was a hummingbird. Just... <laughs> I, I think that's the thing. It's it's he's got it's, so much pride it's in that worse, It's worse that they remove him from the show entirely because they're one admitting like yes, they admitted that there was a, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But two, they're like, well, we're not going to solve the problem. <laughs> we're just going to say like, well, it's too hard. Yeah. We we don't know how to address this. Like, there's been heaps of people telling you how you could address uh, this. People from within the Indian American yeah. community being like, some hey, of those people have like, been very handsome podcasters. And like, but no, but also like people saying like, this is what representation would look like for us. Why don't you do it like this? Uh, and they're just not doing it, and well, it's lazy and is, shit. The weird thing is, they have with a lot of their characters now. They've replaced yeah. Carl, yeah. Lou the Cop, Doctor Hibbert, and uh, Bumblebee Man. You know, they're the, they haven't brought back up who yeah is so weird maybe it is because it's such a loaded subject for them now mm-hmm. that they just they don't want to touch like it there's with no it. right answer yeah but honestly i think i should bring in hari Kondabolo who did the problem with apu documentary oh. honestly bring that full circle moment it just it feels to me when they ditch the character entirely i mean how many other reoccurring indian characters that aren't related to apu are there so 
there's now they're just like, oh, but you know, it's only funny if we can actually make fun of Indians. Like, I don't, mm. I don't want to do it anymore yeah. this way. And they're really like, so there's nothing. digging themselves in the mud, aren't they? Yeah, they've yeah. just, they've just replaced yeah, very bad representation with absolutely nothing, and they yeah. haven't tried yeah. to fix that gap that's at the all. Thing. Him being a workaholic was always funnier. The whole hummingbird bit. That's funny and iconic, and it's got nothing to do with his race. Yeah, or even just like the because that like thirty second skit in the twenty three short stories bit yeah. where he has like five minutes off and he has this like crazy, crazy party, party scene yeah, or whatever. Funny. Yeah, like that shows the character, and like that is not a stereotype. That character, mm. and that's the side you could show. He's just like this is the type of person he is. He just also happens to be Indian as well. Mm. Like, why can't you do that? But yes or no? Would you watch this episode again? For one million dollars, I will. Sign up to the Patreon, one million dollar tier, where we'll watch this episode again. Uh, no, I'm no, that's just for me. You get your own one million dollars. Not to <laughs> undercut Jordan, but I'll only do, I'll do it for 500,000. Fuck, I'll do it for 499. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. <laughs> oh! Ah, you okay, dude? That looked... Uh... I'm just going to let this bidding war play out until... This, was, this funny bone hit was funnier than the whole episode. <laughs> I do not think I would watch this again, guys. This really... I, I almost cried watching this. It really bummed me out for some reason. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. just the despair you felt of... That much? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, you know. What's it like to feel things? <laughs> yeah, is it that the Simpsons have worn us down? Like, I because know. I feel like we're like, oh man, this is kind of par for the course. And this I is think like, we we're expecting yeah. a bit worse in yeah. terms of representation and stuff. We've kind of come to expect that. It's still pretty bad, though. I think I've sort of mythologized some of the bad episodes a lot as well, in terms mm. of like, oh, they were so bad. But I think if I watched them again, there would be like the bits that made me angry, and then the rest of the 20 minutes would just be like, a oh, blank Do you know what stare. the very next episode is? It's so fucking bad. You would not believe. Yeah, we noticed as well when we're scrolling through Disney+, Plus. this episode is nestled between the story where Frink gets all romantic and he becomes the stud of Springfield and then the one where Bart, Lisa, and Maggie go through early puberty. You can <laughs> say the, the title from early. memory still, can't you? Because you've said it so often. Yeah. Not the Frink one. Oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you too. could. I reckon it's in there. But I know Noggin Elliot. Teenage Mutant Milk Caused Hurdles. Uh, anyway, this was one of these reviews where like the what would you change question kind of got peppered throughout the yeah. whole thing yeah. so we'll just do lightning round really quickly claire starting with you what would you like to change the, the number of the episode that we watched um <laughs> I, I i oh fuck now i'm, I'm stuck look i'm changing the one thing i would like to change is to address that why one character has grown up so much when everybody else has stayed the same age yeah, mm. Jump Shed like rocketed ahead like eighteen years or something. Well, I said he went to university somewhere, so he left the Springfield time bubble. Ah, there we go. Okay, actually, I have thought of an actual thing to change. Going back to Apu's concept as like his main defining feature is he's a complete workaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have been a great reason why he found it hard to like leave the quickie mart behind. Like, okay, well, what am I going to do now or if I'm not working? Or even to do less if he's not in charge. Less. Exactly. If he's not in charge, he's like, no, no, don't worry, uncle. Like, had I'll his... take over. I've already done that. Like, yeah, just relax. his line be, I'm working only, I'm only working 45 hours a week. What the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And that would have given him not just like the selfish, I hate millennials and I hate, you know, organic produce. Now they've got automated checkout like, aisles. There's nothing for me to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And I mean, that would be quite, that, that would be topical in a much more interesting way because there is a whole debate going on about the, you know, the ethics of having self-serve checkouts and yeah, having AI and job. having like all these, you know, jobs taken away from people. Like they could have gone down that route, not talked about the fact that it's basically a younger Indian guy being like, stop being so fucking Indian. We're in America now, Ugh. bro. Ugh. And like, 
him you know arguing well if i'm a stereotype then you're a stereotype like that's such a tired argument simpsons Mm -hmm. writers just Mm -hmm. like you fucked up admit it move on and do something different um so that's my thing i think we would have just changed the angle cut out the whole robot backstory and yeah just streamlined the bart prank thing to be less horrifying jordan i just had a a, i had a thought then about one i I don't like that apu has a gambling addiction so what i thought is they do get injured in the initial smash, but they're very injured and they are basically bedridden for like two months. In that time, the Quickie Mind is rebuilt. Jay is the only one that is capable of like running the place. So he's like, well, look, while I'm here, I'm going to like make some changes that I've been thinking about in yeah. the first place. And like, it sort of works, but then like, Abu can come back and be sort of like, oh man, I miss like the way well, things were. Scumbucket and fly. And don't make it this like antagonistic between yeah. the generations yeah. thing. Make it a sort of like, oh man, you've changed all this stuff. And like, yeah, you can still have like, oh, this isn't working as well. And you can still come to a resolution, but just like the Apu gambling thing seems well out of place and it doesn't seem, it I don't so think it fits time. with his character. And I think then, yeah, you, you make it so that it's, more cooperative yeah. rather than this yeah they're at each other's throats and doing stereotype fight yeah and they lose and him losing ownership of the business which i didn't feel like he was an owner anyway i feel like he was an employee yeah no, um, it's one of those yeah. ones where okay this is the new version of it because yeah technically the quickie mart corporation owns the quickie mart he's an employee yeah but for the purposes owner. of this it's like okay there's an ownership yeah. because you need he never seems one. like an owner like well, yeah because, the, you know because they replace him at one point with like james woods right yeah. so yeah. like they, they yeah. have the power to do that. So he's not like, this is mine and I can do whatever I want with it. What about you, Shaq? I want to cut out the whole statue, the whole mm-hmm. festival. We don't need this this weird B story start to try and get Bart sabotaging the fire truck in order to send the thing and do the stuff. And then, yeah. then, then we're at the Quickie Mart. Uh, rubbish, rubbish. Bart pranks um, the Quickie Mart, it breaks down. Yeah, yeah. Bart pranks the Quickie Mart, breaks down. I, I assume it's probably going to be a well-meaning, like a li- I'd prefer it to be a little prank, yeah. less than a life-threatening sort of prank as well. But uh, I, I, I really don't like his return to crime either. I feel mm. like... um. I really liked that scene where him and Lisa bonded and then they didn't go anywhere with that one. Hang on, I've got to go slow here because I had it on my head but then three other ideas went past, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, you want time to call aid? Yes, I'm you, you go. Right, uh, I'm just going to kind of bounce off of what I was saying before and what Jordan was saying and ultimately have it start as like, uh, you know, bickering about generations but what they're really arguing about is Apu doesn't like change and Jay doesn't want to inherit this whole problem of the same thing over again. They're just, you know, different people but have middle ground where... There is something to be learned from one another. And then they all drink lemonade and that, because at least that's the fact that Jay is ultimately an antagonist in this one doesn't make sense. Yeah. And like, my point is quick as well. Like, I think like the pieces are there. Mm. Bart pulls a prank. Homer's the only one that knows about it, puts a ban on it. Quickie Mark gets destroyed. And then they find out, yeah, the, now that it's rebranded as more a healthy thing, they're missing out on like their little naughty pleasures and things like that. You know, it's fucking getting a cheeseburger from Macca's on the yeah, way home. It's, you know, uh, Homer getting his heat lamp. There's, there's nowhere for teens to go at 2 a.m. to buy shiny things. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Jimbo's like, you know, can't smoke a bong with a capsicum. I don't know. Bell pepper, <laughs> the can. Americans will call it. Uh, anyway, that buy you enough Elliot, time. Elliot, I reckon <laughs> you're ingenious enough to be able to hook one up with a capsicum. <laughs> Only green, no reds, they don't work. <laughs> Wasn't really good, man. I sort of wanted to explore the, you know, him getting good at grades and that sort of leads us towards the health food and stuff more. And so he sort yeah. of gets involved there and then he can, then things can go wrong and it burns down 
not why, by he's trying to prank, but he's driven back to. Oh no! And that's Ooh. and then and then uh, he's desperately trying not to let the place burn down, mm-hmm. but it burns down, and then all the crowd outside start laughing, even though Jay's cr- in tears, and he's like, "Wow, everyone loves me. Yeah, it was totally my fault. I'm a pranker again. Peace out, bitches. You know." Yeah. yeah. Um. He's like good guy, but he's he's tainted by the applause of his. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. There's something because he's not getting any attention. Yeah. From like actually working hard. Yeah. Like he's he's no, that's good. Like you know, we had a bit of a brief thing to show that he was getting awards and stuff. And, and it wall starts with Lisa. Improved, it starts with Lisa saying, "Yeah, yeah, you, you're not going to get any attention for being smart." Yeah, mm-hmm. and exactly. so he's there trying to do the right thing, and then they think he's doing the wrong thing, and they shower all this attention upon him. I mean, that's a whole other story, like because you know he's most improved, so you get that initial rush of, "Oh well, well done." But like, then he could move into Lisa's area, which is like, "You're the smarty pants. You know everything. Can you just sit down and let somebody else talk?" And like, you know, suddenly he's seeing this bad side of things. Where, oh, nobody's really likes it when I'm smart. No you know, nobody yeah. wants to hang out with me. My friends, I'm making my friends feel stupid. Like when Homer feels really isolated. Yeah. When he gets Crayons. 110 IQ, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, and M- Millhouse probably has a role in this as well. That yeah. like, you know, he's not the one to lead the charge on the prank. He's just happy to assist, and now he's like losing his place and purpose in life. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think with a lot of these ideas as well, the heart could easily be brought in with like bring in the generational stuff, but talk about it more as like, I'm feeling like I'm obsolete. Yeah. And mm. you know, the younger generation is like, I'm trying to just make improvements. Like this is actually better for everyone. Like this is really cool. I didn't mean to make you feel yeah. useless. And like that could have been a really lovely heart moment between, you know, the nephew and, and the uncle saying like, okay, like, where's the middle ground? Like, let's, let, I see what you're saying. And then they they could have had the new improved Quickie Mart with an organic food section at the back, you know, that like, this is all thanks to my my nephew that we've got this in. They'd never have to mention it again. It, it's yeah. fine because yeah. we've small no enough, yeah. but like, it would okay. have been a no, nice I, resolution. I mm. feel I have the master stroke for this one. So, Homer goes to Bart, hey, can you do this prank to get the Quickie Mart back? Uh, Bart's like, no, I'm out of that life. Then Millhouse is like, oh, I'm the new prankster in town. You want me to do it. But Millhouse doesn't have the wealth of experience of pranking that Bart does. Therefore, mirroring the same uh, story we've got in the A story where you've got, you know, the older uh, generation who know what they're doing but have lost that kind of current edge versus the current Uh... who are more in tune with what people want but don't have the experience to kind of guide that. And there's a parallel. Millhouse goes to sabotage Quickie Mark. Something goes wrong. It gets it gets burned yep. down. Yep. Everyone thinks it was Bart, and yep. then he gets that high again. Yep. They all drink lemonade at the end. Bart breaks in to save Millhouse yeah. while the thing's burning down. And then he gets that and attention they we were talking that about. he's the pranker and he yeah. burned the place down. Yeah, and then he gets that attention yep. that he's been missing yep. with his good grades and is like, well, I'd rather have attention than have nothing. And I was back, baby. There's your Clockwork Orange reference, Mike. Yeah. And now it's time for our final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for final notes. We're kind of running long here. <laughs> yes, we are. God, remember doing three episodes in one day? Uh, Holy Elliot's fuck. final notes. Uh, I feel like we just sort of go around the circle. Claire, have you got a final notes? No. Jordan. All right, real quick. All right, one, the police are in there. Homeland Security provided tank. Yep. And ugh, I hate the joke of, oh, gays in wonder at our monstrous whatever. And wonder. then they have the parade of gays in wonder behind. And I'm like, what is this parade for? Because it's the float. It's the police, the fire it's department, the, the gays, a marching band. I don't get what the parade. It sucks. Cut yeah. the joke. Yes. A line I did like of when the fire start doing all the water fountains and stuff and Wiggum sort of goes oh Grand Theft Thunder back there yeah um, yeah that wasn't <laughs> that bad. wasn't no bad I will point out with the fire like all the fire volunteer firefighters were from that home of the heretic yeah, yeah. So that was cool yeah. which yeah. also Chief Wiggum was a part of it's interesting like, mm. yeah, I guess because they're doing the parade he's, yeah. um, I don't know that, chopping stuff yeah exactly that 
sort of good line was immediately undercut by he calls them pole sliders, which feels like a slur, yeah, and I don't like that. Does. Yeah, I just uh, no one else is going to get it. There's a golf joke in there where. Sanjay is now watching golf at home and someone misses a putt and he goes, oh, Bubba Watson, you're no VJ Singh. And I'm like, hey, look, VJ Singh, yes, he won three majors. Bubba Watson has also won two majors. There's no need to compare What's golf, your Jordan? achievements. Uh, uh, Elliot, Jordan feel free to cut all this. I'm just saying that I don't like this idea of like, oh, like this person's no good because they haven't done as much as the person I like. So you don't need to denigrate other people's achievements. All right, Sanjay? Anyway. I'm sorry, can you just cut this in as like a blooper reel, except it's the start of his golf-related rant, then there's like, 10 hours later, and he's like, still right. <laughs> one million times. Yeah, because yeah, that joke a million times. <laughs> Ow! Um, okay, Jay at one point goes, go back to the Temple of Doom, Dr. Jones. I'm like, yeah, but Dr. Jones wasn't the Indian guy in the Temple of yeah. Doom. Why oh, are you doing that? Oh, and then that whole extended thing, oh, I was on set for two weeks, and all you can see is my hand. Thank you, Spielberg. Fucking stupid. Anyway. They got um, distracted. Yeah. There's a bit in the bar where they're talking about having kids. Kids. And then anyway, they all cheers to kids. And I'm like, there's only two out of there's, there's uh, Carl, there's Lenny, there's Barney, there's Mo, all in the bar. And I'm like, two thirds of you do not have yeah. kids. Why are you cheersing? There's nothing for you to cheers. Exactly. At the end, uh, the, there's the one last ticket remaining and he gives him two bucks for it or whatever. And then he reaches for the penny and Jay's like, don't do it, uncle. I'm like, he already accepted his money for the ticket. He's ah, already bought it. All right. Yeah. Fuck up. What has he right? got to lose? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and lastly, just a little background joke that I sort of liked was the the snacks in the background of the new new Quickie Mart mm-hmm. was um, N and N's, which was nice, and circus quality peanuts. I'm like, yeah, good. <laughs> circus quality. Uh, did you have any other notes? Danny? Oh, I did like that the fireman had a awesome water party mixtape in the. That was fun. Show off firefighters able to afford the playing rights for simply the best by Tina yep, Turner. Yep. R.I.P. to a legend. The classics. Uh, B.T. Yep, got a couple. There's a bit where Homer bans Bart from pranking. He's like, but if I don't do these pranks soon, they'll su- they'll become felonies when I'm older. It's like, oh, yeah, that yeah. was That's right. not bad. Yeah. But when they're in the Apu and his brother in the hospital and Sanjay's all like, oh, I don't want to go back to the Quickie Mart. And his Apu's like, ah, oh, transfer this man to the mental ward. And the nurse's like, all right. All right. Uh, like, is that easy? Yep. And Apu's talking about his vest and he's like there's a bullet hole for every time yes. i've been shot it's my lucky vest that was my other <laughs> note like, okay that's pretty good no because he didn't never wears that fucking vest when he gets shot it's he's underneath all- it's it's a homer's watch situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wears the green thing Not- that's true With and the, the green thing had his orange thing underneath as well his orange shirt or whatever that he always wears yeah it's, it's homer's watch it's there when you need it to be all <laughs> right um, my final notes, yeah, before the tank destroys the place up, who's like, I'm going to finally look in one of these play dudes. And, oh, yeah. ooh, an interview with Jim Gaffigan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because as we recall, like, he, he fucks. Like, he goes oh, yeah. to parties oh, yeah. and Apu he fucks. fucks. It, it's, yeah, who fucks. <laughs> so, like, why would this be something he's excited yeah, about? those it's octopus pointless. didn't come pointless. from a stalk. Oh, well, no. It's the inconsistency again, because, yeah, he wouldn't mess with his own merchandise. I get the joke from that. But then, yeah, he's screwing with all his scratches, which, yeah, new element that doesn't feel just, in character. Uh, yeah, that's essentially all my notes. It's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using a six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode is just, meh, you give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best of the very best, the episodes which the Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah, I think I'm going to fail this one. Um, 
there's a lot like we were saying maybe we're sort of too desensitized and this one mm-hmm. sort of felt like more flat to me but like i feel like this is one where it tries to like feel like it making a very social relevant point and just misses the mark so badly like about to use the adjective hilariously badly but it's not even hilarious it's mm. it, like that was like 22 very laughless minutes even the jokes we like yeah. like you gotta yeah. admit none of us had more than a no four. god no Claire. Yeah, look, I think I'll also fail it because for me, failure isn't it put me into a blinding rage. It's just I would never go back and watch this. I just wouldn't. There is nothing here that redeems it as a storyline. Mm. And it really just undermines the characters that were already struggling, like Apu, yeah. even more. So, yeah. Jordan. Can you come back to me for two seconds? Danny. I'm failing this one. Watching this was a real struggle for me, just sort of in terms of my emotional and mental health. I knew I was nearly in tears by the end. It was not my favorite 20 minutes spent. <laughs> um, and I, th- I feel like this was offensive to everyone involved except the writers. And that's mm. it's not what good oh, yeah. or even bad writing should be about. It's guest star would later decry this episode and yeah. regret his performance. Yeah. BT. Participant, I don't care. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fair enough. George. Yeah, I'm I'm skirting that line. No, you're right. I think it is failure. I think there's a lot of the integrity and the sort of the the, the characteristics of each of the players feels out of place and just like retconned or wrong. And can I ask Elliot, uh, was it like riding a bike to explaining the six point rating system? Because like you haven't done it for so long, but you just like you flew through that like oh, no, so smooth still like butter. Every, every I still oh, do okay, it, but right. like I, fl- I fly more through the positive rankings these days because. Yeah. <laughs> We rarely need them. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Continuing on with our Apu trilogy, we're going all the way back to season 11 with an episode that was alluded to before. We're going to go watch Ooh, 8 Misbehaven. We'll be back. You're going to use your illusions. Season before you illuse them. We got chats and stuff. Different album. Damn it. <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched a Teens Era episode. This was Season 11, Episode 7, 8, Misbehaven. First released in November of... <laughs> Why is it Episode 7? I know, that just one more. Right. Someone's like, I begged you to make it me Episode 8. I begged you. <laughs> First released in November of 1999. It was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Matt Selman. In this Ooh. episode, yeah, it's not a classic one, but people should know it. This is the uh, Apu and Menjula give birth to the Octoplets episode. Hey, y'all, what do we think? It's nice. Oh, the Baron kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> Geet is also your favorite? Actually, I, did ha- I, I do really think that this episode, whilst still racist, is actually also funny. Not the racist mm. parts, but the rest of it. Yeah, I find it overall enjoyable. Yes. Like, it definitely leans towards funny more than it leans towards cringe or bizarre. Although it does have those moments mm. where I'm just like, I don't know where they're going with this or maybe they needed to rework that joke. But, uh, you know, a good, I would say, what, 80% of this episode is very fun and yep. the, the it makes up for the 20% that's not... I mean, I think, you know, structurally the worst thing you can say about this one is the ending has a real, we didn't know how else to do with this yes. one. Yeah. Um, Whoops, but, we got stuck. But that's the thing. By this point, you're having a good enough time. You're willing to forgive it. Or at least I was. Yeah. It, I think so. 
it is very it rushes to its finish as well which mm. is kind of the disappointing thing like yeah i feel like a zoo heist should have been way more fun than that was yeah, yeah. i know we got to see some animals behaving differently at night and that was fun. look my only thing that i kind of want to state before we go any mm-hmm. any further in this is that this episode really revolves around the concept of you know they can't afford their kids so they are willing to sell them essentially for help yeah uh to um, a zoo right mm-hmm. The premise in the contextual episode itself, it's funny and they do it well and, mm-hmm. you know, everything. However, human people in zoos was a real thing. No, I was about to and say. And it was a really, really, really bad thing and horrible thing. And it's a little concerning as well that, as we said, you know, earlier, there's very few brown people on this show. And it happened to be their family that gets put in the zoo for a largely white audience to... Mm, gather around and look so, at So... <laughs> Again, if you just look at it like the episode as contained within itself, mostly removed from the mm-hmm. context of actual history, In a vacuum. It's, it's very funny and, and good. But with that underlying knowledge behind it, mm, that's the part where I'm like, I don't actually know how I'm going to rate this at the end because I had fun. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I laughed mm-hmm. a lot of the jokes. But then what do you do with something like this? So, yeah, I, yeah. I thought put yeah. that up front. I was say, it's I about did, a real fucking concept. I did look at yeah. the uh, historical context. It was the Danone quintuplets that literally got put into a zoo. So there were five identical twins. But, oh, right. But they weren't the only people. There were there were like the pygmy people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like uh, in terms of actual what's... children that well, were like who were born at the same time or and what, what this episode is directly referencing them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah surely they would have known about the whole human zoo things going into it like. and then it also kind of leans into the concept of freak shows which you know very very but i'd like to point out as well. that apu's character arc was coming to the realization that putting humans in zoos is bad yeah well, more also <laughs> <laughs> the framework that gets Good them. Job, the, framework, the thing that gets them to putting them in the zoos, though, is just pure desperation, where they're exhausted and they don't know how they can look after eight children. Mm. A concept that is horrifying. Well, the it thing is, also, it's, it's not so, about a poo, sorry, sorry, but it's not about a poo being the bad guy here. It's about the context of the universe, which well, is taking advantage of. People really struggling in mm-hmm. a, a time where, you know, obviously it's America, it's low health care, yep. you know, uh, support. Yeah, this and is really like a that poverty there. issue. It's a poverty issue. But it's, it's They also had Apu as the one coming to the realization oh no, human zoos is a bad idea. Not him telling the white guy that human zoos is I, a bad idea. I don't think he had said that human zoos is a bad idea. He was like, okay, we will get basically all yeah. our supplies and furnishing they- and living paid for and it's like okay like yeah people can look into the room that's fine he didn't realize they were getting they were taken away and then put in a fucking stage show that's yeah. the bit where he's like no I, this no i didn't agree to this this fucking sucks i didn't read the contract because i'm fucking tired mm. that wasn't the point it was the point and he's like no this is exploitative now like yes it was sort of like yeah we're like, giving a little bit of compromise and now it's exploitative like i think one of the better like the more i don't know uh not better but uh, one take you can have on this episode that it's kind of a bit like about the fickle nature of like media as well that yeah eight babies mm. is impressive but whoa these guys had nine yeah. Yeah. fuck yeah. these people let's pull our sponsorships and stuff like that bit was all a bit rushed i don't know that the it people was, who yeah. delivered one the stuff joke almost you yeah. know but i it was a good i mean it is a good theme there to kind of tie with the like, it really should oh, have been an, were, a financial, like an economic poverty thing. Well, uh, there's only so much time you've got, but uh, uh, they were mm. they were definitely going with the, 
you know, it's a big, uh, what's the word I want to, meteor attraction even beforehand because yeah. they've got, you know, can you, did, would you say you have a love eight relationship? Yeah. No, we need you to say it for the soundbite. Mm. I don't get the punchline. What's a love eight relationship? Like love it's like hate? Love hate relationship. Oh. It's, it's like how we all feel about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. And in this group, we're <laughs> no, on I mean, cloud that, five. <laughs> five comes so great after real four. party of five in this room. <laughs> oh, slam dunk to funk. Furious five. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, maybe we shouldn't write a Simpsons episode. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, we're going to uh, start bickering and then it'll be five for fighting, you know. Oh, uh, God. Get the fuck out. <sighs> the I'm other thing. A bird. Um. The other thing, so I'm, st- I'm instantly starting to get a little, like a little concerned because they also super glossed over. Basically, everyone was drugging. Uh, yeah, Manjula. Like, yes, she had wanted to take like IVF drugs, like fertility drugs, but like half the Simpsons family or more, except for Lisa, I think, was the yeah. only one that wasn't drugging her, and her husband was also drugging her like he yep, didn't yep, say yep. He I, didn't was I was also taking fertility taking... drugs without telling you he was saying i was also slipping fertility drugs to you Ugh. what the fuck how creepy how, yeah, how that's fucking actually really Bill bad Cosby like, is that shit jesus christ well, there's so many simpsons plots rupees. which get resolved with drugging a person like we watched that brawl in the family with the vegas wife one mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. they, they were just like in the teens era especially i feel like they were all about and we'll drug a person and the so the plot's resolved because mm. I, I was going to say, like, they lessen the impact by saying, I put it in your morning slurpee. <laughs> because, get it, they work at the quickie mart. Um, but mm. yeah, it did. Like, did I see that right? Did Marge be doing yeah. it as yeah. well? Yeah. What Marge the hell, Marge? Marge? I expected be better of you. The other two I get, but you? Yeah, it is one of these also things is like, why is the Simpsons family involved as well? And like, yeah, you mentioned, yeah, why is Marge in the ER? She's not allowed to be in She there. was in the <laughs> operating room. Yeah. Well, why? because she, before, she's before the other adult was. female, so yeah. she's allowed to be in there with women's business. Oh, yeah, yeah she's the only woman women's in Women's business I rule on TV is that yeah. all, the, all the women get to go and be looking at the birth because, yep. yeah. The other thing is, what the fuck is Bart doing? Firstly, with fertility... Wait, does this is ringing a bell, not for an episode I've been on, but wasn't Bart giving fertility drugs or involved in... Oh, she re- he teacher. replaced uh, Edna's birth control pills with Tic Tacs. Oh, That's yeah. right. Well, he's obviously... No, he couldn't have taken them and used them for something else. But, like, Look, he's... We <laughs> why, know... Why is he so up in people's sex life? We know, like, uh, canonically, Bart can get people pregnant with voodoo. So That's true. Yeah. Yeah. At, at, even at least he's not drugging drugs. people there. <laughs> <laughs> no, just spiritually drugging them. Uh, let's hook into the questionnaire. Claire, for better or worse, what stands out to you from this one? Shit, I'm sorry. I think I jumped the gun and told you about chambered all of them. Chambered if you want. Uh, yeah, somebody else take over and I'll, do, I'll go next. Uh, you said chambered? Yes. You are chambered. Elliot, you know me for two things on this podcast. Mm-hmm. One is an undying love of Meryl Streep. The mm. other is mm, an indeed. undying insistence on the importance of forklift safety. Now, in this episode, we see a forklift <laughs> operating... BT's forklift corner! Please don't mm-hmm. interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this episode, we see a forklift operating in a residential apartment. That floor is not weighted does not have the support for what is two tons of weight on Absolutely usually. Absolutely correct. Uh, please, what did I just say about interruptions? <laughs> uh, look, the, the driver has no vest. There are no lights. He's not wearing a seatbelt. There's no reverse siren. This is like a direct fail and an absolute... You fire that driver immediately and you find that company and you find them hard. I'm just sick of this shit. So, uh, aside from the episode ranking, which Love we'll it. get to late, later, how is the forklift rating uh, on this? Awful. Episode? Complete fail. This is going to be your example of what not to do when you're doing your forklift This seminars. is don't do what Donnie don't does. And, uh, <laughs> just uh, every violation. It, short of driving with the tines up, 
Uh, oh. he's, he, you know, that's the only thing he didn't do wrong. Uh, speaking Despicable. of Donnie Don't, Danny, <laughs> what stands out to you? For better or worse, I think for a decade or more, I can still close my eyes and see Apu's hand going up her cheerleader skirt and like... <laughs> I don't know why it's such a graphic shot. You little perv. Just like Homer. It's it's such a perfect shot. It could have been out of like a sixties porno. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that was what they were going for. Similarly, I I have eternally in my brain the Apu line of "I can't believe you don't shut up." Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I was just thinking in that scene though that like it it could have been sixties porno, but I also thought it's like. That's the start of a lot of bad 80s horror. So I still was expecting yeah, Homer yeah, yeah, to come yeah. back then, with a mask and a knife. And then or Homer's something. head does come up over the car thing. Yeah. Abs- uh, Apu, do you want to check out my new chainsaw? <laughs> <Homer? laughs> That's the first scene of Zodiac, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was a nice scene, though. I like that, yeah, Homer's like plot holes and errors and everything like that. And then he's doing the director thing. And, oh, yeah. man, him mouthing along to the script with, yeah. with his hands like so <laughs> eager to see them say it. Yeah. It was okay. so good. Did you have Can, to cut I'm, the roof off my car? I'm I'm <laughs> I'm dumb. Can somebody explain the joke? Because obviously it was like I was uh what wait, what did he say? Because they're going the reason why they do it anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but going to Ivy says, League state and then yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, it's right. getting shipped to Vietnam. He's going to Vietnam and he says, like, uh, will you still think of me when you're on your dinosaur bone digging yeah. or whatever? I'm like, okay, wait, is the joke that he's going to Vietnam to dig up dinosaur bones That's or that it's that it's a third separate thing? It's a third thing. Yeah, Homer's not good at writing. Uh, Homer is the continuity <laughs> error. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but what does stand out to you from this episode, Jordan? Have you got anal corners? Um, <laughs> I, I might do later on, but I was going to say, we'll I think there. if you ever write a memoir of your experience of this podcast, you no, should I call it, for better or worse, the <laughs> Elliot O'Neill, <laughs> Elliot O'Neill sorry. Um, How I reviewed fucking 20,000 episodes of a cartoon yeah. show and maintained my sanity, sort of. So... <laughs> The thing that stood out to me is that the whole conceit of the episode is just so out of date because when was this? This must have been released in like the 2000, like 2099. November of 1999, just scraping in before the new millennium. Even in 99, (laughs) there are OBGYNs. They are there are prenatal classes. There are sonograms. There yeah. are things that you would have told there them, were eight of them there were more than one baby in this lady. So, like, there is no oh way. Oh my god! When that her skin was an enormous balloon full of rippling kicks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> gross. Um, yeah, but also, wrong, but accurate. That's what it's like, people. It's disgusting. The human body is awful. Please get rid of yours. Yeah. Um. But yeah, basically, it's that the whole time I was thinking like. The episode is is funny for a lot of it, but part like it was just itching the back of my brain that like this should never have happened. This should have mm. like especially because they both feel like two people that would have been prepared if there was this situation has arisen. So the fact that like it was a complete surprise, the only way they could have gotten around it, I think, is that they're both I guess workaholics, like sort of what we talked about in the previous episode, and that they just didn't have time to attend any of the classes or go to any of the appointments, and it's just like we'll just wing it, we'll just figure it out. It's a baby. How hard can it be? Yeah. But yeah, that part was just like, that sort of stuck in my craw, I guess. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, the plot inconsistencies in this episode, while not as bad as Homer's uh, little, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sex scene. Yeah. Uh, like, they do exist in this one, certainly in that. Like, you hear stories of surprise pregnancy, surprise twins and whatever. But yeah, yeah eight seems to be, again, <laughs> lighter limit. I, I don't mind them overlooking it, though, because it's very much in keeping with 
so many i don't want to say surprise pregnancy because that's like a whole different thing mm-hmm. but like surprise multiple birth tropes from yeah, sitcoms yeah. Mm-hmm. so i feel like it was a reference in and of itself to being like haha guess what you're having multiple kids because that was used so often so I, often I, in 90s I mean, sitcoms so it like, is 25 years ago maybe sonograms weren't as good as they used to be oh, well <laughs> there's also, definitely at least one in there that's all we can tell you <laughs> <laughs> oh no i think it's a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i mean it's it's a stupid plot but i also feel like it's in keeping with the a stupid plot that was just yeah it was always played out so it, it's yeah. it's a reference to the bad joke of yeah. every other show. And yeah, a sitcom trope that would get used a lot more when yeah. uh, fucking, what's her name, the Octomom came along as well. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this was referencing five up quintuplets. Yeah. Yes. Textuplets less one. Ah. Mm. That, that, that'd that be our band name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The five of us. Yeah, we're all in for this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Barbershot. Sex tit minus one. I mean, it's it's uh, a sex alerts minus one. Oh no, nice. sex tits. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what stands out to me, uh, yeah, Danny, you pointed to this out when we we're watching this. Yeah, the intro starts out with a bunch of IKEA jokes. They're in. It's called store, but the O has a line through it. Yeah, yeah. This is like, is this racist Swedish jokes? So <laughs> racist. They're just laughing at how silly Swedish okay, words but sound. I but have to give them the Pooplay kids. Look, I'm sorry. I have love to give the Pooplay kids. <laughs> I have to give them credit because they obviously spent time figuring out how the vowels were supposed to be yeah, pronounced. Like yeah. each of those ones with the lines through them and the mm-hmm. umlauts and stuff, they were like, okay, we actually got to... And it was true to form. I'm like, that's actually, a, you know what? That, that's about... L- later Simpsons wouldn't give a shit, but uh, early Simpsons, yeah. they did. So yeah, yeah, credit to right, them for that. Right. So that's how you'd uh, hey. say that. I think it was an O with a line through it in Pooply as well. So that's more about... That was yeah. umlaut. That is more about... Umlau. Umlau. And then the, uh, the other one, the first one was like, yeah, they... they um, uh, Derp, I believe. What now, yeah. Lisa pronounced it slightly different, and it was like, you know what? Credit where credit's due. This they did do the research. Phonetic alphabet, not about Swedish particularly. Yeah, but they were still laughing about how how silly. And I know that I've gone to IKEA and laughed at how yeah, silly exactly. some of the words are. Don't so get like, all high and mighty. I know, about that. I get it, but that's not a cool thing to put in your show anyway. <laughs> no, but I thought it was like a bit extra beat because I liked the you know spelling food at the cafe F U uh, yeah, with a line yeah. above yeah. D. But then Homer's just like. Yeah, uh, give me some booty duties and some moonamoo and don't skip on the doodle munch, you know. Right? Look, you could get away with it by saying they're making fun of Ikea, not making fun of the Swedish. Then they had Lego, and that's not from Sweden, that's from Denmark, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Well, the thing I did like about the Ikea part, though, was like it allowed for a lot of uh, little Marge jokes yeah. in mm. there, and that was really nice to like see a little bit of original Marge, where mm. she's so like interested in everything, but also she is the most bland person. Like, a green table? I'd never have thought of that <laughs> in my wildest dreams. Oh, my God. Um, when she's like, uh, why don't you get a pen holder that doesn't overshadow, overshadow the pencils? Pen. <laughs> yes. Again, her just being so out of touch with, oh, God, no, you wouldn't want to be one of the pooply kids. <laughs> I just think they're neat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do like later when uh, Pooh offers them a child and she's like, mm, like no. <laughs> <laughs> as a token of a, yeah, my apology. Yeah, and please take this. Uh, that's insomniac. the other riff I love in this one is the whole banana bread thing. Oh, Stella. Yes. He's like, I'm so sorry, we've just not slept the banana bread. <laughs> All right, I think that's everyone. Uh, wackiness, was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Hmm. Uh, Alan Wrench in the Yeah, while we're in the Swedish <laughs> they store. They found me inside a meteor. I need tungsten to live. <laughs> tungsten. I like that, I know, me too. <laughs> then it just terrorizes Bart and, like, 
maintains face in front of Marge and helpful and yeah. Well, also, it, it gives it just enough that maybe it is a guy in a suit who's just messing with him. Well, because yeah. that's the uh, thing, true. right? Also, what is Bart afraid of? Because like I get it. It's like, oh, tungsten, like, oh, do I have tungsten? Like, <laughs> you know that like tungsten is pretty rare yeah. earth metal, I think. And it's, you know, it's very good. It's very strong at what mm-hmm. it does. But like, Bart's not going to have any tungsten on him. He's got nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, it's this, fine. this creature's not going to rip you open and take your tungsten. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's just the fact that it was so thin, the torso yeah. was so thin, yeah. that I don't think it could have been a guy in a suit, but like, The Simpsons has its own weird... And then the Allen wrenches for fingers. Yeah. 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 Who's the really tall, creepy guy that always plays every tall, creepy monster in movies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Fuck. God damn it's like yeah. He's bald. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And tall and creepy. He's in, like, The Hills of Eyes and all of those ones and stuff. But, yeah, like, I, I can imagine maybe him. And he's, like, the pale man. It's, like, the stuff. only one. Yeah, exactly. Andy Doug Circus. Jones, Doug Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I was um, close. But, yeah, like, I feel like it was, in that case, there is a sentient robot. Mm-hmm. roaming the halls of Sprinkles Ikea in that one situation. I mean, if nothing else, it's somebody with like, you know, an RC controller yeah. behind just being like, I'm going to fuck with this kid. Yeah. <laughs> but like the jokes itself are, are quite fun. And it's mm. like the idea of them capturing like an Oompa Loompa style yeah. situation where they've taken over another race <laughs> that just happens to look like an Allen key to fit their mascot. Yeah. Like I loved it. The other wackiness that I actually really did like in this episode was like, wow, the animals here are really different at night. <laughs> yeah. and oh, God. The, the turtles swinging from the yes. trees <laughs> and, the, of koalas course, the koalas, as an Australian, I mean, finally seeing know. their drop bear nature. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. It's, really good. <laughs> it's time the Americans learned the truth. <laughs> I was going to say, the wackiness... I, I thought about was the cans of beans that were like bulging <laughs> with heat yeah. as he puts them on the barbecue. And then the fact that another more proof that Homer is a god, they scalding beans explode on his face and he yes. does not move an inch. He's like, well, kids, which, Dude. hold on, was he just feeding them two cans of hot beans for dinner? Kids, <laughs> come and get it. Um, this scene is actually a little triggering for me because one of the things I used to do love doing as a kid was because uh, we like used to have like one of those open barbecues mm-hmm. where like yeah you'd build a fire underneath and it was like kind of an open front with the grill on top and I just used to love like stoking the fire playing with a stick setting it on fire and just like I don't know just like playing with the coals and whatever and on one particular Sunday Arvo one of my brothers had thrown a can of beans oh. in there oh no I had no idea oh no everyone else was like inside doing other food prep mm-hmm. and then yeah all of a sudden I'm doing my stoking the coals playing with fire game and then boom really I also uh, had this thing where I didn't like to wear shirts as a kid so <laughs> six months you later have a he still has third no degree memory bean of the... burn to your body I'm just wearing yeah. these little kidney shaped like scars yeah. all over your chest <laughs> like oh no and that's oh, your Elliot. hero origin story yeah. dude the, 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 the shrapnel off the off the can no, like it was a clean pop off the can. I remember that. Be- Fucking um, hell! But like, what I remember is like hearing the boom, just grey, like that really thick white grey smoke mm-hmm. everywhere. Then looking down and like the adrenaline, ha- like has already kicked in. I like look down. Ah, I don't know what's happened. Yeah. Running, screaming yeah, inside, right. get straight into a cold bath. Oh, no. and mom, mom's screaming. It's like, calm down, calm down. Fucking Lincoln. <laughs> God damn it. You're like, I have been beat. Yeah, dox that motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you burnt me with beans I mean, about it 30 been years either, ago. brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very I'm, sure it was Lincoln. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Slightly wacky, I guess, naming a character Kid Kill. 
Larry Kid oh, Kill. Oh, yes. Oh, well, the one bring, looking after the child. Bring us to one of our guest stars for mm. this episode. Does, does, does anyone recognize who played Larry Kid? Kill? I don't know, but he looked like he was modeled after like older Har- Henry Winkler, like his yes. job visuals, but I don't think the voice was him. Uh, no, it was voiced by Gary Marshall. Hmm, that's a familiar name. Uh, I think he wrote and directed Pretty Woman and uh, was like an early writer on the Mary Tyler Moore show. uh, Went on to make all those fucking like Valentine's Day, New Year's Mm -hmm. Day movies and things like that. Like Uh, big name in like Hollywood production. But as like a non-actor, I thought he did really good. Yeah. Really well, rather. Superman does really good. Speaking of dusting off old bits. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I caramba. <laughs> there was a line. Was Blair's it this one that was it this episode that had the line about dusting? Or like, stop spouting your witty catchphrases. <laughs> oh yeah, because Homer just went all like uh, catchphrases. <laughs> all nineties. Uh, could you be any more? Hello. Yeah, oh. just went real Valley Girl for a Actually, second. No, I but see, it. I like Chandler. Chandler. All <laughs> oh, right. I I liked I that Blair's. though because it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like a younger character put in to make fun of the youth. It was Homer representing this yeah. like yeah, that was new better slang than that he's picked up. And chat. I don't know. It, it felt funny because he was using it, but it is irritating and he yeah. was irritating someone of his own peer group. So it didn't feel like this whole generational like mocking agenda. It was just a stupid joke of like yeah. him asking a question and then being like, too much information, you know, like it was yeah. just dumb. No, it felt like it wasn't trying to make a point and then hilariously mm. failing. And it was just a poo chilling his loins in the ice cream cooler. Mm. Can I have one that wasn't under your ass? <laughs> yeah, similar to the, do you guys want a drink or anything? And he's like standing there with his eight nipples. <laughs> and like, um, no. no. <laughs> um, but w- what about the heart of this episode? You know, how is the emotional core in this one? I, I do want to move on to the heart because mm-hmm. that that's you know this one Important. had some opportunity here, but I really feel that we need to address the big wacky elephant in the room, which is the end of the episode, mm-hmm. because it was it was so ultra wacky and it I for me personally, while I found it funny as a child, I don't think it was a good bit. No, mm. uh, and, and there it, was a bit of time to spare out of this one if they you know trimmed down the intro because we do the full intro, so you wouldn't get a lot of time, but you get something. You get, get something back. They and they could have done a little bit more. Like they they had the monsters actor, you know, so it was a bit of a throwback to that yeah. concept of um, he's looking for any kind of work. But the other guest star, yeah, the other guest star, Butch Patrick paying themselves. Yeah, but like the end of the episode really started to feel like leaning towards those weird. Mm. In unsequential yeah. kind of jokes. Like, I can kind of accept they don't explain why Mandula never got a, you know ultrasound or anything because that's the joke and we just try to get on with the episode. Fair yeah. enough. Yep. But uh, yeah, I agree. The ending is pretty rushed. Sorry, you had a question so, over there in the, in the Hobo Gloss. Oh, yeah. Uh, heart of the episode. Watching that gorilla hold up its baby and saying, please take my baby too. Take it out of this prison. That, there was that nothing made me else. sad. I know. Dude, that's es- the heart. Especially that there was nothing else to that than Homer going, whoa, this is weird. Whoa, a little too real, bros. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's such a shame, This the ending of this one. It's really going to drag it down for me. Yeah, exactly. And like going back to the heart, even though he was like, oh, this is getting weird. Like it was almost the acknowledging like... Yeah, I'm not thinking about that too much. Let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah. And it was like that little nod to going, hang on, what yeah. are we putting in zoos here? So it was a slight scathing indictment of zoos, which I do appreciate. Yeah, yeah but too. even if Homer's line had been something like, a, oh, we don't have time for two plot lines here. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, that, that's an actual yeah. joke. Like, mm-hmm. the other thing was not a joke. 
But yeah, I mean, that and like, there is so much wackiness to go on. Like, that Homer was able to convince Larry Kidkill to, like, not take the octoplets back and take him riding a tricycle amongst cobras with Butch oh, Patrick. Patrick. Yes. And the Butch Patrick is like, yeah, I'm down. For like <laughs> seemingly forever, I guess, because yeah. it was a lifetime contract for the other one. So, well, like, there's a lot of cobra in all those venoms. Oh, that yeah, is not going to just... be a long lifetime. <laughs> some are just robots filled with venom. I do, <laughs> I do like that line. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it was funny, but that that was a hard right turn into insanity in the last like thirty seconds of this show. Yeah, again, and yeah, Pete, you make a good point. They did full intro in this one, and oh. they had time to yeah, yeah, course correct there, do something, just yeah. free up a little bit of time. For I'm looking more. forward to us explaining how how we figure they change that <laughs> because I can't think of anything. Yeah, look, so it's hopefully tough. you guys will. Well, we've got at least a couple of questions before we get there. So, I, oh. I mean, it still could have gone with the like, please, Mr. Kidkill, if I could, you know, take over my in my friend's place. I don't hate that. It's yeah. just what the show ended up being was very odd. I mean, it could have been the gorilla in the nice nursery, sure. you know? I mean, a little throwback to Aww, the whole gorilla. I love that. Yeah. yeah, that would have been real cute, actually. That's a way better than what I was going to say, which is Hans Molman dressed up as Bart again. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just, you know, kidnapped the Shelbyville nine. Which, oh, Which sounds course. like a court case. But who cares? They're but... from Shelbyville. No, but they yeah. were mentioned in the first, it's the, so they should be referenced again in the second as like closers. That makes way more sense. Yeah, it's Chekhov's non oplets Yeah. Uh, but how about the heart of this episode? How was the emotional core? Did you feel ba 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 bumps yeah, look, that, a uh, that a, a on baby. a whole ride. They're like, are we ready for kids? I think it's yes. time we did this. And then, you know, getting eight out of nowhere. And at first it's all, oh, this is actually great. We're getting so much support. And then have that all taken away. And they're like, we are so tired and everything is chaos. Please take a baby as, yeah. as an apology. Yeah, that was so human. Like, man. there's a lot. I'm sure one, maybe of, you guys, flashed, but one of you guys remember, what does Apu say that gets Manjula so hot when they first try? Um, it's something along the lines of, you know, you get to that point in your life where you start thinking who will float my corpse down the Ganji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is one of the many, like, racially themed jokes yeah. in the episode. And, yeah, I'm not... Like the the Ganges River joke is is good, mm. but there was a lot of yeah, there was a lot of ones that, that weren't so good. Although I kind of like Chutney Butt for just being really stupid. I don't it's hate that one quote. either, but I feel like oh, and, I don't and know. He but says, "Oh, Calcutta," when he yeah, when he yeah. when he, uh, that's what I was gonna say. He, he is he is at least consistent from the the last episode we watched because yeah. he doesn't call it Kolkata he does call it Calcutta because obviously ha, the Simpsons ha. don't know which one it is yeah yep yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah. I did I mean, say like this was a funny show but the race spits weren't funny mm -hmm. but this was still a funny show that part of the episode they could have easily just taken out those few jokes and it would have been a lot less about them being Indian, Indian. Yeah. And then and seconds later, though, seconds later, though, Homer calls Marge baby doll, and he does it so smooth and natural that it's just like, yeah. damn, that feels normal. But he's never done that before. He's all, he never said ever. I do like They're that just, though. That's I'm just sterile, like right, baby doll? About yeah. The last bit. yeah, that was yes, funny. Homer, because of you working at the power plant, you were sterile. Because like, obviously, this has come up a few times before, and he just keeps yeah. forgetting. But yeah, he doesn't call her some, you know, uh, racially charged pet name like I don't gun face. I don't know. I love you, hamburger he boobs. Says Marge. <laughs> Marge, Marge. He usually mm. says Marge. So like, it is unusual, but it for, because it felt so natural, it sort of felt like he, them backpedaling on curry face and Calcutta face. Mm, and stuff. He has called her baby quite a lot before. Yeah, but yeah, bringing it back to the core heart of this episode. Yeah, it's it's almost a shame that they kind of undermine the heart of it with the whole fertility like people drugging Manjula angle because yes. it's 
you know, it's a devastating thing, you know, when you're trying to get pregnant and you keep failing and failing and failing. And then just to get eight all at once, like, I don't, you don't need the fertility angle. It's just, that was the roll of the dice. Yeah. And they could have easily, though, they could have easily made it, oh, I didn't want to tell you, but I've been taking fertility drugs. And he he could have said, I didn't want to tell you, but I've been taking fertility drugs. So that could have been the combined of both of them trying to make the other person happy. There's no sort of consent issue there. Yeah, exactly. They've made the decision. Except on each other's half. They should have talked to each other about it, but at least it wasn't a a drugging another person without their knowledge. And it could have been the same joke, basically. Like, but yeah, it's one of these things. It's like, why are you getting the Simpsons involved here? Yeah. Like, have your faith to give your B characters a story with not involving the fucking Simpsons. Uh, like you said a second ago, though. Like, it's more powerful if it is just, hey, this is random chance. Shit happens, and a tuplets not often, but apparently it does just happen. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to. And I think, especially blame in this... Blame people. Uh, Find people to blame is well, shit. in this era of 90s television, having characters struggling to conceive was constantly a plot point. Yeah. It yeah. was done in Friends. It was done in Frasier. It's like, that's one, I, one thing it. I love yeah. about uh, yeah. Malcolm in the Middle. It just happens. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> shit. Yeah. But I mean, it was done so often. I feel like this was a response to that. It'd be like, okay, what if they can't? But then all of a sudden, boom, eight. <laughs> and for those that don't know, Beach is stroking a white cat at the moment and he's... I think he's come full to the villain that he always wanted to be. <laughs> Meow, Mr. Bond. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It kind of did. Yes. Like, mistakes and all, it was... Even it's fuck you out in this era of The it Simpsons. It was witty, it was absurd, it was... You had to sort of suspend your disbelief, but they were all people as well, and they were all struggling with their problems, you know. It's yeah. really, like, so much more human episode than the last one. It was that era of The Simpsons where I think they were like, okay, ideas for stories, ideas for stories. Uh, what if we take a B character and we expand yeah. their plot yeah. a little bit? I feel like it makes sense because poor Amanjula got married in season seven or ten? Nine. Nine. Okay, so a couple of seasons ago. It's like, okay, they make sense that they would be thinking about this. Well, it does come from this time where uh, it was especially kicked off in the Oakley Weinstein era of like season seven and after where they would take some of these B characters and try to evolve them a bit more. And yeah, yeah. especially in the sense of Apu where, yeah, give him a little bit more something to do. He has a wife now and now mm. he has kids. Like, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, it does bring us to another problem with this episode is the other guest star of this episode playing Manjula is Jan Hooks. Oh, huh. Uh, so they haven't changed their minds yet. <laughs> Not no. even a little. Uh, Jordan, I think we know her best as uh, Verna, uh, Jenna Maroney's mum in 30 Rock. Oh, right. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, okay, that makes sense. I got yeah. the meat, Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. One feels like a firm cantaloupe and the other feels like a baggie filled with mushroom soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, she got half a boob job. Yeah, that makes sense. No, a boob lift. I've got the meat oh, jack. That's right. <laughs> I didn't talk about it in the last episode, but I was really uncomfortable with watching two white guys have a conversation in the hospital pretending to be two Indian guys. Mm. Like, their accents weren't great, and it kind of came and went. He was um, obviously, like, Skinner's voice actor, right? Yeah, it was because he kept slipping pain. into... Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, like they they gave it a crack, but that was really disrespectful and poor taste and it really stood out watching the two of them kind of try to bounce off each other and keep it natural. And mm. this is the exact same thing here. Um sorry, are you getting purring on Mike? I'm trying to get you something get out of it down lower. It's amazing how they can do that. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, I was going to say it's well, no, it's not funny. I was about to say because it's like Hank Azaria sort of has 
again, prize on this because I was just thinking about in Mystery Men, he plays like the Blue Raja as well, he doesn't does. he? Well, to be fair, he's not meant to be Indian. No, though. he's British. He's, yeah. he's, but From British he's India. Dressed yeah, he's dressed in a big old turban, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. That is not a British turban. Oh, True. another thing that we're going to be reviewing soon on... Yeah, um, patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. Where we're doing a podcast called Starring Springfield, where mm. we review movies that star the cast of The Simpsons. One of the Patreon perks is you get to pick the movies that we review. And Philip Wolf has mm. said that we have to review Mystery Men. Coming soon. Thank you, Philip Wolf. And thank you, patrons. Everyone else, what's wrong with you? Get on that Patreon, patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. We're an independent podcast. We don't uh, get third-party advertisers. We just advertise ourselves. Back to the podcast. I like it's William so H. Sweet. Macy in that. The He's shovel. so nice. Yeah. I shovel well. <laughs> uh, yeah, Luke, the characters do mostly feel like themselves. And as far as structure of a Simpsons episodes, besides the ending, like I don't even hate the first act fuck you on this one because mm. it gets to where we're going. You yeah. know, Apu and Manjula are there. It's and quick it, like, too. It, it feels like a good like Passover in a fucking relay event or something, you know, mm, yeah. like uh, passing the plot baton as it were. But yeah, that ending. Uh, but ultimately, would you watch this one again? Oh man, yes, I, I would watch can. that like, yeah, <laughs> that that chop top scene with Apu and Manjula. Yeah. Huh, watch it again and again and again. <laughs> Reading along with the script. <laughs> oh fuck! That was the best part of this episode. No question. Just that shot of Homer with his hands. He's so eager to see his actors reading out his work. That wasn't about the sex at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so good. He's all like, "Wow, I had a mouth along to the script, Billy." <laughs> yeah, dude. This is an audio <laughs> medium. Audio medium. Yeah. Maybe just- if you made a video version for your. Patreon, For those Patreon. playing along at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say the... Um, I think I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I read this one. Be good. And I'd watch the first two thirds and be like, wait, no, I have to stop now. Like, I can just skip the third <laughs> act probably. <laughs> yeah, find find your thing to do. You know, make your tea for the next episode. And, you know, if uh, we've got another episode queued up, what would it be? What's an episode that would pair nicely with this one? Uh, look, we do have to address the other oh, elephant oh. in the room. And that's that this episode had... Uh, Elephant grade elephant peanuts. Elephant grade peanuts. And the previous Ele- episode yeah, had the circus grade time. peanuts. They so rebranded. As much as I don't want to recommend that one. Anything so. Maybe the uh, stampy one where he goes to the uh, peanut oh, factory. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. nice. I, nice. I just, peanuts playlist. I just want to really quickly say I, I want to address the even more literal elephant in the room mm. is that when Apu has, is using like all his arms and legs to like rock things. Oh, yeah. There's like a picture of what I think is like the Simpsons version of Babar on the nursery wall. Oh, no. I think. Oh, I did read that. Yeah, in the wall they've got Babar and he's dressed like a Indian prime minister or something Are you like sure that. Sure, wasn't Ganesh? I mean, no, it was an elephant wearing clothes with a crown. I'm pretty sure. I loved Babar, but mm. it's only as an adult oh, I realized colonial- colonialist propaganda. Oh, yeah, really? exactly. I've, oh my oh, god, I've not revisited. One hundred percent. So basically, from what I recall. The you know the older white woman comes into the jungle and teaches the elephants to be civilized oh and no. live in homes and dress properly and stop being elephants and then they wage like war against essentially the rhinoceroses right. who are like no the jungle's great Jesus not great not great guys but I really I wish I wish so many things for my childhood weren't racist I remember it being one of the chillest shows ever yeah. right it was so pleasant. Yep, Bye. in the Octopolis room, there is a picture of the character Babar the Elephant dressed as former Prime Minister of India, Jawaharlal Nehru. That's a deep cut there, I'm, I'm presuming. Prime Minister Nehru, okay. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Or 
uh, up up his wedding, maybe. Yeah. Oh man, can we rewind to the heart real quick? Just Ooh. when um, my favorite section. Yeah, Bartle. Uh, oh, like you know, Homer's looking at all the free stuff they're getting, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I got all these stupid one tuplets." And Bart's like, "Oh, sorry for being born." And Homer gets <laughs> oh. out, is like, "I've been waiting so long to hear you say oh. hug that." But I just love that Bart stops it, just shrugs, and leans into the hug. Yeah. Yeah. What a <laughs> wow. This is nice. <laughs> uh, but what would you like to change? We'll go around this time. Uh, wait, this time, BT. What would you change? Um, look, it's just that ending mostly. Obviously, you you've got a few more uh, off-color jokes that are a product of their time. You can't really do too much other than reverse time. And the same what we want with uh, just changing this ending. I'm not too sure to what because to be fair, it's a sticky situation. You don't have a yeah. lot of time. It could be enough to say they busted them out of prison, and maybe there's a clause I don't in the contract where it says doesn't mention no heists. Oh, I oh, don't know. They've got there's... them all in fake mustaches so they can't be recognized. <laughs> Switched all their personalities around and yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah which baby because they don't know the baby's names. They, only they, they them... do the shell game with the babies. Yeah, I guess. And, it's, it's... and then they, they do like double jeopardy where, where you, you the twins both have the same DNAs and you can't tell which one did the murder so you have to let them both go. Or they could be like, what? These babies are getting older. That's not what we signed up for. <laughs> sure. like, that one can walk now. This is garbage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, did I ask her? I don't know. I sort of latched onto his. Mm-hmm. Jordan. Um, you guys have got better ideas about the ending. I just want to change. <laughs> I just want to change the bit, uh, which was my point before about the not knowing about having octuplets mm. and basically make it so that he does know basically at the start and then when they do the nine month time skip well you know they can make it like a seven or eight month time skip or whatever and it's basically that like all their lives have been going pretty well because I, I mean i did like lisa's line of like you know like i became the most popular girl in school but then i lost it by being conceited and like you know that was that was a funny joke and all of that but then show that apu is like a haggard version of himself because he's stressed the fuck out mm. about everything that's going to happen and like he's they're still not prepared and then you can make it so that it, like it's like no matter what prep you do like there's not enough time there's not enough money there's not enough space mm-hmm. like you don't have enough hands you don't have the help you still got to run your own business and just make it like that i think that's that would a be a really good point so because good. like yeah before the baby comes that's that's still a lot of fucking work yeah mm-hmm. and poor manjula yeah yeah, that's so much more interesting than selling it to a zoo. Yeah. Or even do a different time skip. Have them like, you know, have the babies and they're super happy on day one. Yeah. And then they skip three months ahead yeah. and like they've just absolutely drowned with it. Yeah. See the house before it's all a wreck, you know? Um, mm. have, the, have them prepping and shit and then it's nine months later and then the Oh, because is... they're prepped for one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, that, I like how yeah your ideas are expanding the ending and also expanding the beginning a bit. I got uh, a dumb one. Mm-hmm. They donate one child, baby each, to eight different friends to like foster them, right? And then by the when they're eighteen, the all the all eight of them meet up again. And but first, you've got like eight different spinoffs, like like Quimby and a baby, a Skinner and a baby, <laughs> a baby, Bumblebee man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumblebee man and a baby, and then they all combine recombine and form Captain Planet in the in the season finale. <laughs> okay. Not the specifics, but I do like where your head's at. <laughs> uh, Claire. I mean, yeah, look, it really needs to just, they could just take out so many of the little racist jokes and things like that. Yes. And yes. it wouldn't affect the plot. It wouldn't affect anything right. else. The other one that we didn't touch on mm-hmm. is where um, they're baby talking and she's like, oh, they yeah. love baby talk. It's like, oh. that was Hindi. Oh, that was awful. Wait, Not wait, great. sorry. Can I just say, you were so right just then when you said none of the racist stuff had anything. To, like none of the plot has anything to do with their race as mm. Indian people at all. Mm. And like, it would certainly 
like that other joke about you know the eighth wonder of the third world or something like that yeah. really oh. hated that you know they're, just they're just take third them out. world just take it out Fuck please off. and thank you but the other thing i would change maybe like sort of building off what we were talking about earlier about you know uh, Homer's idea is to get in the, sh the Shelbyville nine instead, mm -hmm. and you could have them have a throwaway line about like, yes, once those ten babies were born in, you know, I don't know, third Ogdenville. city, yeah, Ogdenville, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we really lost all our funding, and it was like, oh well, you know, their misery is our freedom, you know, <laughs> like it wouldn't have been. It's a very a, Simpsons ending. It's a very Simpsons <laughs> ending, exactly. It's like we've wrapped it up, but you know, somebody else is still out there suffering. I think mm. that would have been like nice and tight. Yeah. I just remembered, guys, that the blackboard was Indian burns aren't cultural heritage. Not a good lining up for the plot of this episode. Usually they're very separate, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, there's a different meaning of Indian for that one. We would say Native American Which is, yeah. That was racist. Or First Nation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, for real, like, a plot that isn't actually about their Indianness at all. Yeah. Um... God, what would I change? Fuck, I'd, I'd, I'd liked your idea so much more than whatever shit was uh, well, you can't have them. There. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I need to come up with my own. So. Need to pay your writers, Elliot. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'd, I'd just rather the Simpsons were a bit more separated from this. Yeah, you can have your fuck you intro with, you know, fuck with a umlaut. What if um, but they never boop. leave the Ikea? And the rest <laughs> of the episode is like a lost in Ikea episode. Jot. <laughs> Total different Raising direction. Raising eight babies in, in an, an IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> you could comfortably do that for sure. Mm. You seen how many, None like how comfy all of those up, are? Man. That's fine. There's a million of them. A million non non hooked up toilet. I don't like the implications there. You just go through them, and eventually, like oh. you loop around, and oh. it's like there's new ones again. Jordan is the reason they have the plastic over them now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think it's time for our final note. Yay! so many final notes today all yeah. right let's hear them uh another bit of wackiness at the beginning where he sits on the beanbag and he finds out that yes. the sea captain was already in there oh she swallowed me whole <laughs> and yeah, i really enjoyed line. that that was good as, as, was as a sex freak millennial i was like hey, <laughs> hey, she swallowed me whole <laughs> she swallowed you what yeah no one <laughs> but um John's ruined my final notes. <laughs> but as like one of the first jokes of the episode, that was like, oh, okay, we're kind of, we're not in classic, but we're in the territory of classic mm -hmm. Simpsons, yeah. you know, felt so, better. Straight away, so much better than the last episode. Yeah. And that's the thing. It was just little jokes. It didn't have to be like, oh, the sea captain. What a sea captain thing for you to say, sea captain. Like yeah, it was exactly. just, we knew who he was. The second note is little one like, oh, how's that arranged marriage going? Quite happily. Pay up, Marge. <laughs> yeah. You know, love that one. <laughs> that was good. Uh, he maybe does like to gamble and maybe this is where it started because they were using that PNC pregnancy test Ooh, which yes. gives you baby, well, it's, it's baby, very, yeah. oh, lemon and then Pirates of Wild. Mm. Yeah, that's right because in the last one it was Sheldon, Sheldon, Kaylee Kawaka. I don't, I don't remember. know. I don't know no, it was Wolofsky, whatever the other one is, the one with the bowl cut. Haha, uh -huh, you corrected cares. me on Big Bang Theory facts. Yeah, you're such a loser. Yeah, because I know about what I hate. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your enemies close. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, what did you and Marge do when you decided to have children? <laughs> decided. <I> decided. <laughs> Love that. Oh, um, they just got, happened. I was about to say for the follow-up of, no, kids just happen. Yeah, 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 it's just good. Uh, I did like the really quick jump to like, you know, Apu, do you still find me beautiful? Yes, you're beautiful, silky, and manageable. <laughs> Love that. Reading that was good. off the conditional. 
Um, also, shout out to Gil. I'm really glad you found a job. I hope mm-hmm. your back's okay. Yeah, good luck, Gil. One of my favorite things of it, because I like a good dark joke, which was like, oh, I had a beautiful dream that I died. <laughs> no. no dying until the kids are in college. I'll, I'll die, die when, when I want, want to. to. Die when I want to. <laughs> Loved it. How do you get cradle rash when you sleep in a suitcase? Yep, yep. Oh, we did touch on the like the whole banana bread one, but like yeah, I just really like yeah. the line, oh, hallelujah, all my problems are solved. <laughs> right? So good. Yeah, because it's like, it's one of those things you do to, you know, friends who have just had a, a baby as well, because mm. like you, food's one of the things that can fall by the wayside for them. So mm. like it's a nice thing you do. That yeah, whole scene, just... <laughs> so good, man. When they walk in and he's just lying collapsed Welcome on the floor. Welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my oh, nightmare. Oh, it's the couple with one baby. How yeah, and he stands yeah. up and he's still leaking from eight nipples constantly <laughs> throughout the, the rest of the scene. The little throwaway, which is like really nice to see from the other side. Marge, they've turned into jerks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great. Uh, also, I dare you not to look at a kangaroo and and oh, like, I dare you not to look at this a kangaroo, kangaroo and not, and not laugh. laugh. It's like, well, he's usually funnier. The most depressed kangaroo the Simpsons have ever drawn. Amazing. And, and Joey. And Joey. And Joey. They were <laughs> both friends. so sad. And I think that was all my notes. Thank you, everyone. Jordan. Woo! Um, does Homer usually like giant tubs of coffee ice cream? It's like he was like they. Oh, there's a big demand of a scene's people because there is an entire freezer with giant what look like gallon yeah. tubs of mm-hmm. coffee ice cream. Maybe it was like the truffle flavoring of the late nineties. Oh yeah, just coffee yeah. I- ice fat. cream everywhere. Look, I can't we remember. can assume to some degree that uh, in that episode where Lisa babysits Bart, she does give. Maggie coffee ice cream. Oh, implies yes. it was ah, in the house. True. Coffee Trust ice cream it. playlist. Yes. Yeah. By the way, B just gotten just twice as evil. He I now has two white cats on his lap. Betwixt the cats. Surrounded <laughs> by puss. Um, <laughs> the the other it's line. A family show. <laughs> Sorry. The other line of I, look. You're gonna have to help me here. What I can't remember what Marge does in the interim nine months. I maintain that I wasn't lying. Oh, she had a brief stint as sideshow Side Marge. Marge. That's <laughs> right. Side Thank Marge. you. But then oh also, God. Bart's one of, I learned the true meaning of Columbus Day, which, horrifying, yeah. Bart, yeah. but he would probably like that sort of story. But then he's like, and then I learned the true meaning of winter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. I do like that, that to me, I don't think you could write that scene any better. Like, yeah. it's just, it's such a Lisa plotline as well that, yeah, I got popular, then I was conceited. Yes. And then, like, the wacky plots for both Marge and Bart. I love this scene. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I'm just going to say ACAB because, again, the police department is completely useless, but, I mean, we come to expect that from Wigan when they go to like to the police to be like help us and like well nothing we can do of course uh, no Fuck worth them. it for the line of well I'm gonna take the law in my own hands yeah a lot of people yeah, can do that people do. <laughs> just like oh that's a yeah I know that trend like <laughs> um my last note is, is, is just sort of like an observation because we rewatched Parks and Rec recently and obviously Denka Slater is the is yeah, um the is radio thought host. for your thoughts um with whatever his name is. Yes, the music is quite bad. Yeah, but they, but are, they are lesbians. lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in- uh, research indicates yeah. our audience likes jazz. <laughs> jazz plus jazz equals jazz. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the point is like, he seems like a really intelligent guy and it's weird to me, it's this contrast of him playing Homer and I just, part of me wonders, it's like, I am getting paid big money mm-hmm. to do this thing. But yeah, I sometimes wonder if he hates reading what is written for him and or whether he's like this is actually really funny i'm basically thinking of the bit at the end over the credits where he's screaming being bitten by crowbars oh, yeah. Yeah. and he's doing this ad lib oh, I'm getting, oh no the and i'm like 
do you think this is actually funny, Dan, or is this uh, just like you're doing this for the coin and like who gives a shit, whatever? Look, a little of both. Generally speaking, actors know you just read what you are given. It is not your place to rewrite it. It is you just you do the line basically, yeah. and a lot of them just have that philosophy, which is basically how you get by. Because half the time you don't know what the script is going to end up like in editing, and I just know from yeah working in, with actors and stuff, they will most of the time just do what they're given. That's that's what that's their job. Yeah, but at the same time, like. I imagine, like, because on DVD and Dexter is our other exclusive yes. podcast over at Patreon. Fuck, oh, I'm really God, getting that in today. Getting those plugs. Uh, but yeah, we've like uh, checked out like some of their table reads and oh, stuff yeah. like that, and it's like dystopian. Yeah, like they think the things are so funny in the room, Seriously? and I think part of the oh, element man. of that is like Wild. they have the actors there and they're performing That's for the room, and the, there's a bit yeah. more of an energy there. Yeah. And so I think these extended Homer things, which were a big trend of the time, you know, yeah. the your cut, your cut, your cut, all that sort of shit. And I think this was like it really played in the recording booth and the recording studio where they yeah write in the script, Dan cast ad lib, you know, mm. and they're all falling over each other laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we could show mm-hmm. you some weird shit. Over at patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. We will show you some weird shit. I, I feel like, look, I mean, yes, actors just go in there and they do the line, say the line, Bart. But I think after that yeah. many years, and, mm. and I feel like the, the most successful characters are the ones where the actor has a strong sense of who that character is. Yeah. Yes. And then can go, hang on, this is not really where I would go with him in this thing. Like, what about this? However... Homer as a character does not have a strong sense of self generally. Mm. Even early seasons Homer, like this Homer, right? Mm. Sort of reckless and a little bit like, you know, thoughtless about consequences versus what he wants to do. But he's not actually that stupid. Mm. And he's quite nice and pleasant and helpful overall. Like, you know, he's not mad at anyone in this episode. He's not getting angry. He's not being a jerk. He's, you know, having a nice conversation with Marge. Like, overall a very pleasant version of homer but there's like 500 versions of homer now mm-hmm. so which one are we getting yeah. per episode we don't know and and maybe they don't know either no, it just suits right. he suits the script they want to tell and then sometimes not even that anymore yeah one of the you're right yeah he is probably the character in the immediate family that had evolved and changed way more yeah. like, over the years and mm-hmm. is the least like anchored you know he can be different episode to episode within one season mm. bt what are your final notes uh, i do like the line of Meet your first burn child, now the other seven. Yeah. We did have quite a discussion about the funniest way to tell you. <laughs> I do like when Mr. Kid Kill shows up and he's like, come with me. Okay, Papu, you don't know who he is. Who cares? There's only one of him. <laughs> that was such a... Those both were really human lines. Like, mm. we were trying to think of the funniest way to tell you. Oh, man. Being in the middle of some real shit and still yeah. being like, oh, man, I've got great shtick. We should try some great shtick. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, how this is a bit. is that, yeah. right? Yeah. How I, often do you get the chance to say this? Yeah. I just didn't like... Homer's follow up to that with the oh man you should have seen your face huh? yeah. yeah look just like that I'm like eh, yeah right yeah that was a little tired well he clearly wasn't there for the planning either so he's yeah. just like jumping in on it but also like like Apu being there's only one of him please I'm gone yes <laughs> yeah. let me I'm gone <laughs> oh so human so good yeah it's time to rank this thing and who wants to go first Silver. Silver. Oh, I had a good time. There's some great stuff here. There are some stuff that doesn't work, and yeah, that ending does drag it down pretty hard. But I think just Apu at his lowest here is really human and also really entertaining. Yeah. Like the, that carrying that vest with eight nipples on it. <laughs> and just yeah. yeah, the fact that it's constantly leaking throughout that entire that scene. That whole scene's amazing. Oh, it's brilliantly done. Even, you know, the whole things with Manjula to begin with and 
yeah, it's very human and comedic, and I overall enjoyed this one. So I'm comfortable with a silver. Danny. Yeah, silver. Um, Same as him. This was still a racist episode that I have a lot of problems with, but it was mm. also funny, and it wasn't the racism that was funny, which is why it's I can give it a silver and not hate myself. It wasn't a perfect episode. That's why it's not getting cubic. Bam. Yeah, and just to ride that silver train with you, yeah, I'm right there as well. Like, yeah, there's a lot of change about it. But yeah, like, we had some actual laugh-out-loud moments yeah. in this one, and yeah, it didn't feel like... An episode that's 68 years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going Silver Claire. Ooh, here comes uh, Queen Bring Down. Okay. Right. So look, I'm, I understand every single one of your points and I agree <laughs> with them. I know why you're wrong. No, no, no. The thing is, you're not, you're not fundamentally wrong. It just sort of depends on how much mm. watching it in the light of day now yeah. has affected how I can really like... Could I wholeheartedly tell someone, this is a great episode to watch? Yeah, yeah. I would watch it i might even think gold star i love this this is so funny but could i actually recommend somebody else gold, and say, this is gold. no <laughs> i'm gonna go with bronze because quite honestly even though i still enjoyed it and i laughed and everything was good there is actually way too many racist jokes it's really quite problematic in its whole premise and yeah it's just a lot of it's people sort of, drug manjula a lot of people drug her That's a good there's point. a fucking human zoo there's a lot of racism going on here so like there are a lot of good jokes and that does make it an enjoyable episode to watch, but I don't think it's an episode that anyone now would get on board with. So take from it what you will. Mm. If you're listening to this podcast, if you did watch it back in the day and you remember liking it, go back. You probably still will like it. Yeah. If you've never seen it before, go into it knowing that you're going to have some problems with it yeah. and see mm. what you can get out of it. It's, I, I don't know. Good. It's going to differ. Jordan. Yeah, I'm a little bit... Uh, conflicted as well because it, for all the points that you've raised, it is he's problematic. Going topaz. <laughs> it's tungsten. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, I I think I don't want to give it credit or forgive it in any way because, like, obviously the the jokes are problematic and racist and that kind of thing. I think in the context of it being twenty four years ago that it was put out and well, probably twenty five when it was first written, there was a lot of TV and everything that was bad at the time that it was probably no worse than anything else that was on TV at the time. Now, looking back on it, it is worse. <sighs> yeah, so that it, that does give me that sort of bronze-silver thing. I, I think I'm going to go silver for now with the context of, like, if that came out today, obviously I, that would be way lower. Mm. Um, on the context of it, where it is and in the canon, silver, whatever. Yeah, sure. for me, because of, yeah, those problematic elements. And, yeah, quite frankly, the rushed and bullshit ending, like... Yeah. It definitely got brought down to a silver, but yeah, I was very much on that bronze-silver borderline, so... And yeah, that'll average out to be a dull silver. It'll be the second episode from season 11 to be called a dull silver. It'll be joining Saddle Saw Galactica. <laughs> oh, talk about third act fuck yous. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one where they get uh, the, the horse. Uh, that's not Lisa's pony. Huh? The one with the grasshoppers? No. Yeah. Uh, Furious D. Yeah, it was the racehorse one, right? Yeah, yeah Bart yeah, gets yeah, the racehorse yeah. and then it ends with jockey elves. And they yeah. sing a little song. We are the jockey elves. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah see, I course. don't remember liking that episode at all. <laughs> First half's pretty good and then wow. It went to clunk. shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was even one where I was like, okay, well, this defies our rating scale, yeah. but for, you know, lack of a different scale, here's what else. It's really, as well, the episode we pinpoint as the tipping point for uh, Simpsons Fully. episodes. All right. Last time for this group, I get to say this. <gasps> it's time for the classic episode. Hey, you can say that to me anytime, baby. Well, you're going to be on the last one, so I'll say it to you again. 
<laughs> we'll just say it like when we're we, in a group and then we'll just all start making out yeah, sloppy style, I'll, you know? I guess it'll I'll be there as well. Get <laughs> you know. silly style. <laughs> Please don't put that on the podcast. <laughs> Check this thing. Nope. It's on record. Claire's slonking oh, no. the shit. <laughs> Elliot, just read the episode. We're going to go watch much about uh, uh, fucking hell. We're going to go watch much of poo about nothing. We'll be back. I have cats sleeping on me, so I'm not moving anywhere. <laughs> Drag the chair into the TV room. Much of about nothing. It's the uh, Aladdin crossover, yeah. <laughs> I see. And we are back, and we've just watched our classic and final episode of the evening. This was Season 7, Episode 23, Much A Poo About Nothing. First released in May of 1996, it was directed by Susie Dieter, written by David S. Cohen, also known for Futurama fans as David X. Cohen. <laughs> in this episode, you all know this one, it's the... Uh, the uh, no, on 24. No, on 24. Where, yeah, Quimby We're here. Wants, yeah, we're down with Kiefer Sutherland. Clear. Down with Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, because 24, yeah. Just topical. We don't reference. want any more bears. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the Quimby wants to uh, send home illegal immigrants. Hey, y'all, what do we think? I thought that bear was cute as fuck, man. It was a cute oh, I, bear. I reminded me of those those pictures of like, it's unfair that bears like <laughs> yeah. are murderous killing machines capable of absolutely destroying you. Oh, yeah. When they've got those stupid little Your ears. Like, <laughs> uh, if not friend, why friend shaped? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, can I just say, didn't this episode just seem to go by so quickly because you were having mm. a good time mm. and it just it just flowed nicely? Uh, it a had hot some but- commentary in there. Yeah, like a very hot button issue that sort of, I don't know, just dealt with it in a... It was still racist, but it was so much less racist. <laughs> The, the big racist part was the flashback to his, his home country. Yeah. yeah. If you took that out, there was actually much less problem here than there was other episodes like that, that we've seen today. I did yeah. have a weird moment where, yeah, it's racist that he gets his diploma from a cobra in a basket. That oh, yeah, said, that him backing away from the cobra really made me laugh. <laughs> Why was his dad topless? That was kind of strange. Um, Your dad's not topless? He might be. I, topless I, all the time. He, he might be right now. Uh, one of the things that I think, I don't know if I quite picked up on, and it's like, I feel like this episode is also trying to say, look at these slob Americans that are just taking advantage yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of course. like, just being, happen to be born in this place. Yeah. Like, how are they more deserving than Apu, who just, he does know a lot about American history. Mm. He is, like, working and contributing to the economy of this how place. How the fuck does knowing American history make you qualified to be an American? Citizenship tests have to do something, and that's, they're like, "That's everything." Haven't you seen our citizenship? No, test? I know, but that's the that's I, what I, I mean. I mean, like being a student of history isn't <laughs> surely it's about current I legislation. Mean, no, you should be the, right, but they have to put something in the test. So. I actually <laughs> disagree in the sense of. Uh, I'm not saying what the citizenship test actually is, but I think if you were coming to a country, it's important to know the history. For example, how fucking genocidal we were and how we're all trying to correct it and maybe, you know, like oh, if it was man. used for that. Ha- the government 100%. owning up to its mistakes in that sense. Also, I mean, for example, let's say we all want to immigrate to Germany and I know we love jumping to Nazis as a very nice example of everything, but like genuinely, if you went into Germany, you would need to know the history of that country because a lot of the laws that exist currently are because of, well, not a lot right. of them, yeah, but, but there but are several related to that situation. To exactly. But that equates to Germany giving immigrants a test saying, did you know we were Nazis? Question mark. Well, 
I I think that the whole point of them is is that if you're immigrating to a country, the, the country is going to want you to assimilate, not to like pave over your own culture, but to be able to bring what you value you have into the country, but also still like, you know, create like and and join in with the country that you're joining in. And the good way to do that is to know a little bit about the country. And I can see sort I, of in that respect why it's there. I get that, but I feel like it should still be a test on current legislation or current culture even. Current, like, like how qualified are you to live in our Well, we're getting into our... reviewing citizenship yeah. tests. Damn, and I'm maybe so distracted from this episode suddenly. That was really fascinating. Welcome to the citizenship index. <laughs> hey. Where we review citizenship tests from around the globe. Actually, this could be really good, guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah, how many uh, countries can we just get into by, like, not even studying? <laughs> I'll just uh, need to see your papers first. <laughs> yeah. The joke that they have in the episode of, yeah, Apu doing all this work and study uh, mm. uh, for this test. <laughs> and then, like, he asks, yeah, what caused the Civil War? And goes into, yeah, great details. Just just say slavery, dude. Just, just say slavery, man. Yeah. And David X. Cohen brought this from real life. This mm. happened to a friend of oh, his. Oh, really? So fucking American. Yeah, because, I mean... I don't know, yeah, how well you guys know David X. Cohen, but he is a big old nerd, and he studied, uh, pretty sure it was computer science at university, and he had a lot of Indian friends and who had to uh, sit these sort of tests. So, yeah, he drew a lot from Mm. his real friendships and stuff for this episode, yeah. Yeah, because I do, it is interesting that in his examples of, there were numerous examples of, like, abolitionists versus anti-abolitionists, it's like, that, that, that's slavery. Yeah. <laughs> but you're still yeah. like, dressing it up properly. and Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, that's sort of what it is at the end of that. It's just a bit of bureaucracy. And I'm sure, yeah, the person monitoring the test just... Just, just, just say the word. Yeah. Just, I know that you know, but just so we can mark this off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just right. say slavery. Just trying to tick a box here, dude. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, hook into the questionnaire. Claire, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out from this one? Uh, why do I always, Name like, it if you it's, want. it's so hard to pick a moment. Okay, can you go and then I'll go next. Yep. Uh, look, man, weirdly enough, this had some uh, echoings of COVID times because Homer's line of, if I'm going to be trapped inside the house, I'm going to go out and get some beer. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I lived through that. And uh, Maud being like, Marge, it was terrible. We are in the house all afternoon and we drank toilet water. <laughs> I, I love the tizzy that this town gets into over this bear that was uh, it, mostly good nature. Yeah, they are good Ned at tizzy. freaking out and running through the window. No time for the secret knock. Just I'm <laughs> panicking, Nettie. I can't open the yeah. door. Springfield can't is work really... can't work the knock. Yeah. And the, and the a just metaphor so... for America oh, yeah. as a oh, whole, yeah. in as that a, sense. For every, every kind of panic ever, anywhere. Yeah. Uh, that was a yeah, fantastic little moment there. Uh, Claire, what about you? Okay, uh, a moment I really, really liked um, and sort of leans into the wackiness is when, you know, they've all sort of exhausted the the ways that he can just stay and they're mm. sitting around the dining table and Grandpa's like... The government don't control the sky. You could live in a balloon. <laughs> oh my god! And Lisa says, "That's it." And Bart just goes, "See, mom, she's as dumb as me." Oh. <laughs> so, so good. The I timing know. is perfect. I forgot that's what it led to. I thought the balloon was just a throwaway, uh, whatever, grandpa. But I love that how that whole rolls out. Yeah, that's such a good moment. I was stunned <sighs> that you all seemed to have forgotten that line was next because I was like sitting there, going, "I know what's that." Then your laugh was like, "Oh." Mm. <laughs> Did you forget about that? I completely <laughs> forgot, and I loved it. Fucking stole there was my a moment. like the the other like Lisa ex- uh, moment as well, where the kids were it. just being kids. Mm. Was you know Lisa obviously being very liberal mm. is definitely against sending the immigrants away, and so she's taken this stance. And so when Marge makes a decision to say I'm voting no, she's really happy, yeah. and she's <laughs> like, "Oh, mom, you're the best." 
can I have this licorice? <laughs> and it's just like she she would fully be happy that Marge yeah. is, is agreeing with her, but, but also like, using that opportunity of compliment the parents. Can I have a treat? <laughs> she's still in a store. She's at the impulse yeah, end, exactly. you know, or at the register, you know, like yeah, <laughs> it's still kid human. logic. That was mm-hmm. human. Yeah. How about you, human? What's a moment that stands out to you for better or worse? Bear was so cute. Oh my god! <laughs> into the mic, sweetie. Ah, oh, that part when I'm trying not to yell into it. You see, okay. Um, that part. Okay, Arj Barker. <laughs> I lean away from the mic to breathe. That part where he like stood up and looked slightly confused, and his little eyes crinkled, and then he goes and rubs up against the thing, and ah. And it's then, a bit with the panic that Ned is experiencing. Yeah. He bursts him and it pans across and he's just sitting there like <laughs> looking confused and flipping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And Homer watching the box and going like, sucks to be the Impsons family. I love for the rest of the episode as well, their mailbox is still mangled. Still There's the another two or three scenes <laughs> after that and they yeah. never fix it. It's like even when the mail lady comes over later and like tries to shove the letters yep. in the box, she really has to work it in there. <laughs> I liked the sort of like sad trombone music version of the Simpsons theme as well. The sort of yeah, again, it was ponderous as he as he lumbered down the street. Yeah, it's. I found it even a surprising contrast with even the season eleven one, which still had a lot of incidental music, but especially the twenty seven episode we watched, which yeah, again, so Mm -hmm. silent, and this one. Yeah, it had a little bit of an off-kilter Simpsons theme. You, something's a little bit yeah. different in the town today. It's very, I'm a bear. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit foreboding, but it's also very bumpy, bumpy. Like, this isn't, mm-hmm. yeah. this isn't your average yeah. bear. No. In fact, they did it as it cut. So, like, it'd have the bear walk and be a playful music and then cut to a human getting nervous and the, it'd have mu- nervous music, you know, and cut mm. straight back to the bear and be, oh, it's such a playful, serene, really, like... You know, Vivaldi's Four Seasons, that oh, sort of capture of the of the atmosphere. When you that... learn the true meaning of winter. God damn it, I was... Beat oh, me to it. Thank you. Right. Well done. It's well almost done. like great, a podcast great, with great. you for hundreds of hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan, yeah. did I ask you yet? What stands out to All you? Right. Um, I think the thing, it's 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 so small and, and really insignificant, but... I've often quoted the, we're here, we're queer, <laughs> we don't, don't want, want any, any more bears. bears. And the fact that it's so Homer that Homer sees a pride parade yeah. and goes, what's that for? <laughs> They've all got mustaches. <laughs> it's a mustache parade. <laughs> like that's his reasoning, his logic. It is yeah. very in character, I feel, that he doesn't ask any questions. It's like, oh, it's a mustache parade. And yeah, that always pops into my head. So that was the bit. I'm like, oh, it's this episode that that happens. Of course mm-hmm. it is, yeah. As a kid, I thought it was... A real mustache parade, but he like misheard the word bears for uh, like he beards. heard beards, yeah, and he was like, "Oh, I can weird out this song. I can change the lyrics." Yeah, I, I'm gonna say I don't think a mustache parade would be against bears or yeah. beards or them. Or oh, bears, right. bears, bears yeah. with beards as well. Sure, <laughs> we're here, we're queer. We don't want any more beards yeah. or bears. Or Battlestar That's what kind of beard we're talking oh, about. Oh, maybe it was a marriage equality yeah. parade because we mm. don't want to have to get yeah. married like Rock or Hudson or whatever. Be, yeah. 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 Um, and what stands out to me for better or worse? Um, yeah, uh, this is an episode that would be the start of Apu's arranged marriage that mm. they would then go and reference and yeah. go reference Manjula because when he meets Manjula in that episode, he does. Uh, she's like, "Hello, Apu. Do you remember me?" And she goes, "Obviously not." Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was brought up in this one that oh, there must actually be a bit of an age gap between these two, right? Pretty mm. common in arranged yeah. marriages. 
I mean, well, wow. actually, I feel like a lot of, I mean, there are, yes, the, sub, the thing of arranged marriages where the young girl is given to, like, the much older boy mm. and, like, it's sort of set in stone. But they actually do often just have two kids, mm. like, me yeah, and go, okay, like, in the future when you both are at the right age, you're going to get married. But, like, this is this is one of those things where it's like, it's it's great that they used this. They remembered what they did and yeah. then they used it to form an episode later, mm. which which works out well. But also it's one of those like kind of vaguely racist jokes as well, you know? Mm. I was going to say, just as we've previously established though, the age difference might not be that much because she was still living outside of the time bubble. So she was aging yeah. and our poo was not. <laughs> so she's caught up. So it's fine. Because it's not clear when the age, the time bubble kicks in is the, is the tricky part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's hook into the questionnaire. I mean, we already have. Let's move on to Elliot, the next question. Elliot, what's it out for you? I said the Manjula thing. And I was not cup. paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about the wackiness? Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Not particularly. I feel like there was a couple of yeah. uh, oh, wa- like- the wacky jokes with Grandpa's story. I mm, mean, it's also uh, a Grandpa story, who, which so always who goes a little off the yeah, rails. Yeah. But I, I did like the... believe in the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> well, that was and good. And just the whole, like... You know, he used to gas on about America. You know, it was the best <laughs> thing since sliced bread, which had been invented the previous no. winter. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, someday, son, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not soon, but we will live in America. Later that day. Later that <laughs> day. Was even, uh, this was back in the old country. I forget which one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, I feel that, though, it, it's it's only wacky in the sense that it feels like Grandpa is just losing his mind in a little yeah. bit and is just making up elements of the story yeah, and it's yeah. just like yeah we probably did live in the Statue of Liberty and yeah. stuff like you know <laughs> um, not that he's saying it actually literally yeah. happened unreliable but... narrator yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man that shot of the lady sticking her head out the nose it was so <laughs> like Supertime. Monty Python or Beatles no. or this is why the wackiness in the older episodes worked so well because it was wackiness combined within like some sort of context mm. for example wackiness in that ad in the previous one it works because it's within an ad so you just can sit back and enjoy the stupid jokes that they go do or a grandpa story like i tied an onion to my belt you you're okay with the wackiness because it's got the context of you know senility you know <laughs> like you sort of roll with it and it allows them to have a bit more fun but the rest of the episode is relatively grounded in reality yeah. Um, the only other note of whack was uh, Wiggum hammering the sign into the dock that just breaks underneath. Sign floating away, chief. <laughs> so good. I was going to say, w- I mean, wacky that they have a, a fucking B-52 Bear Patrol. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Stealth, stealth bomber. bomber. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love this, though, because this is such a overreaction of a situation. Like, yeah. yeah. Ned even says it. He's been living there for 30 years, the first bear he's ever seen, and yeah. they go full I'd, fucking tanks I'd, and helicopters. I love and- uh, Homer's <laughs> response to that. If you want bears wandering into your neighborhood and eating your children and scaring off your salmon then you do nothing <laughs> about I did say I don't know if anyone else heard but it was like there was a little like in the, one of the newspaper flip jokes down the bottom there was a little footnote that said bear patrol steps up bombings and it was like oh, a shit. picture of them it's like dropping bombs into the woods or something yeah. what oh, the fuck are you guys doing I forgot bear to say massacre th- patrol mm-hmm. I forgot to say that for you know what moments it does you for better or worse man the fucking tiger rock has yeah. lived in my head rent oh, yeah. free my entire yeah. I know the fucking word, meaning of the word specious because of that. <laughs> oh, and that's right. another excellent example of the of Lisa being much more intelligent than everyone else in the family, but, but also being a kid and being like, 
I'm not going to win this, but I can make <laughs> some like, money. Yeah. <laughs> well, she tries she like get him about to, it. No, no, don't give me money. And there's like gives up. So, oh, he's not going to understand. Uh, he's, not gonna learn. he's not learning and this lesson. This is a, a, a great example of a show not tell joke where yeah. she doesn't like say no, no, Dad, I don't want to take your money. This isn't yeah. a real rock again and again and again. She also shakes her head. Looks at it, to shrug away, shrugs, and then like takes the money. Point. Yeah, and it's just a little joke where she pockets the money as the as the mailman comes up. You know, it's mm. great. And uh, friends over at Pods in the Key of Springfield, like and subscribe, uh, started this Twitter trend ages ago uh, called Simpsfeld, where they take you know Simpson still images but mix in Seinfeld quotes. The shot of Homer giving Lisa the money and her initially refusing. Uh, I forget which one. It was either James or Nick. Obviously, they're the two. Anyway, uh, they just commented with the one Seinfeld quote. I'm out. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Almost as bad as the one where they have where Bart's uh, uh, mailing Christmas cards with Milhouse's mum. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm not sure, but I think I see a nipple. <laughs> 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 ah, good stuff. Good Love stuff. you, James and Nick. Yeah, yeah. I hope to see you again one day, wherever you are. Wherever you may be. Could Just it be know. Adelaide? Could it be somewhere else? <laughs> Just no. Probably South Australia somewhere. Yeah. Drinking a Cooper's. The same stars shine on them mm-hmm. that shine on us. Are we Beautiful still in man. wackiness? Yes. Sure. Okay. Uh, the picnic basket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great line by Mo because it works with his accent as well, you know. They're, they're getting, oh, what's the line that gets... Um, they stole my picnic basket. It's that one. But they're, they're smarter than the, the average bear. bear. Thank you. They swiped my picnic basket. And then after they leave, Quimby <laughs> pulls the basket out and starts eating the sandwich. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Just so, so yeah. good. So the implication, again, just they didn't over explain it. But yeah, you as the audience piece together. Okay, so Mo was having a picnic. Man, Quimby of all people swiped his basket. In amongst the bear chaos. And Mo <laughs> thought it mistook him for a bear. And it's another little like nod towards scapegoating as well, yeah. where yes. once again it is just the regular town populace screwing each other over, mm-hmm. not the bears or the immigrants. Well, it's a sneaky little Mo story in this, how he's all leading the charger. Yeah, fuck those guys. But then yeah, he's later in the test and he's mm-hmm. got his fake mustache. Because as we know, so it's the protest uh, the loudest. There's yeah. that one of listen to your inner child, where it's yes. like, what's the matter, Mo? You don't talk with your accent no more, yeah. Mamma, Mamma mia. Where those sizzlack. Mm. And I think we looked up the entomology. He must be half Italian, etymology half of Sizzlack once. So, yeah. yeah, I figured he was Polish. Czech, maybe. Uh, but how about the heart of this episode? Do y'all feel any b- 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 bumps? I did indeed, Elliot. I mm. did indeed. Would you like to hear about them? I would love to. Sure. <laughs> uh, look, the big one, I think, is really when uh, Apu breaks down. He's like, what would my family think of me now? And I was like, oh, you know, no matter who you are, that's going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he's yeah. given up his heritage and all that. Like, who, who needs the infinite <laughs> compassion of Ganesha <laughs> when you have the uh, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise and, and oh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman. Kidman staring, staring you from the cover of Entertainment <laughs> Weekly with their cold, dead eyes? That line was, for me, that was really powerful. Like, that was a powerful moment as he sort of broke his character yeah. and went back to being Indian. But equally, I was sitting there watching a white guy doing... Um, I was a yeah. impression of a white person. Props to and the then, ability of doing a poo's impression, yep. doing an impression. But of then a... slowly becoming more yeah. racist as his character is becoming less racist. Isn't there this weird inverse to it, you know? It's complicated. Yep. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, this is the thing. If they if they leaned away from the really like cheap jokes mm. of, you know, he's Indian or he comes from the slums. Yeah, probably a cobra gave him a thing. They would just have 
a, a character struggling with yeah. keeping their identity while yeah. enjoying life. It in is a, a new really powerful episode. Yeah. It's just they they fuck it up mm. in that sense that they're not very good with the nuance. I actually really liked. I mean, it was. I won't say it's undercut by a joke because the joke was good, but the little uh, thing of the kids picking on um, Uta. Uta, mm. yeah. Mm. And, Uta. you know, Willie standing up for him like, you want to pick on someone? Pick on me. Please, Willie. The children want to pick on somebody their own size. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I like that little moment. It was like, I came here legally as an exchange student, yeah. you know? Yeah. Something that guy. sort of annoyed me about that, and I, I don't know about, is that I feel that, Skinner is the person, the type say, of person that wouldn't yeah, fall for that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Feels rhetoric. like an integrity break for Skinner. Him, to, like, um, yeah, for, to to join in yeah. on picking on Uda, like, especially with the sort of stuff. I can't remember exactly what he says, but it is that sort of, you know, those racisty catchphrase sort of things. And it's just, I, I, that felt really non correct. Yeah. He, Wrong. Says, he says, <laughs> non correct. <laughs> <laughs> he says something like, the only thing we exchanged for you was our national dignity or yeah, something yeah. like Damn, that. What the fuck does that even mean? It's, it's so cruel. But at the same time, it, it's, uh, well, it's like how, you know, Mo turns as well. And, and, you know, everyone follows this herd mentality, whether you're good or bad, that they're just like, oh no, this is causing problems for us. We can, you know, we've had problems. We're getting charged extra money. We're being told that this thing is happening, so we're mm-hmm. believing it. And it's, and that's, while oh, yeah. it is an integrity break, I, I still like that you can see that, you know. And I, I, I guess the whole, I, the whole episode is really, I feel, a satire of the American mm-hmm. political system with their, like we have, we have referendums, but they happen once in a blue moon, like once a decade, maybe when we're voting on really big constitutional changing things whereas every local state whatever election they have like a bunch of different things that they take to the public and look they say it at one point is democracy is stupid because like yeah you don't want to give laws out based on the popularity of the entire population it should be you elect someone and they figure them out you shouldn't have the people deciding on every single little law because they don't know what is good for Mm. the rest of everybody it should just be Anyway, I, I'm not going to make well, this political I mean, thing, but yeah. I think, yeah, the whole episode is is basically saying like, and I thought, I'm sure you all did as well, like, oh, the more things change, the more things stay the same because it's about illegal immigrants. We're having yep. the same conversation now. We've had the same conversation 10 years ago, but we have the same conversation 50 years ago. Like, Yeah, it's not about the yeah. immigrants as much as it is about the herd mentality, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we're going through it at the moment. We've got a yeah. referendum coming up. Coincidentally, referendum 23. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, it's this whole thing that, yeah, I think you're right. It shouldn't be a matter of fucking public discourse. It just yeah, should be. This is why yeah. you have elected officials to do that kind of work. Exactly. Inviting that sort of lynch mob bullshit, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to, just to tone things down from the uh, lofty heights of uh, various referendums and immigration policies and herd mentalities, this is the first appearance of Won't Someone Think of the Children? First? This was the three. first? Possibly. It was either this or uh, Put the Spring in Springfield. I can't remember which episode comes first. But it could be, this is maybe the birth of her catchphrase. I don't know. <laughs> the Googling starts now. Uh, One yep. quick Google search later. <laughs> yeah, Bart After Dark is season eight, episode five. So Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so this was first? Yeah. Nice. But I mean, Helen Lovejoy is such a, oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. what you think of the children no, line. That, that's like, what I like is that it's stuck. Yeah, they had it in this episode, but the fact that it carried over into other ones is... Yeah. Really catches that... That mindless panic. Oh, like yeah. there's a great Futurama joke where it's like, 
Imagine bad things. Now imagine we said those things. As a mother, this upsets me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think now that I think about it and having watched like a, a video essay about her, I feel that not Helen Lovejoy. I feel Helen Lovejoy is representative of like Anita Bryant, who was that uh, orange juice spokesperson that got was the big thing about against gay people in like the seventies, eighties in America. Orange she had the, juice spokesman. Yeah, well, she was a, sort of an actor, and then she became like uh, spokesman okay. for Florida oranges, and she got cream pie, like a banana cream pie, shoved <laughs> in her face on <laughs> on national you television. Really confused me but, there. But she basically led the charge against like, oh, you know, we have to think of like kids and mm, their yeah. the impact that the homosexuals have on them and everything. And I feel that Helen Lovejoy is like, oh yeah, Anita Bryant. Like I feel like she is like a. Like the sort of a parody, almost satire of her. Oh, yeah. And it is the one character wrinkle that they've introduced in the HD era that I actually kind of like for her is that, like, outside of her outward, you know, bigotry for her, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. is that, yeah, she's deeply kinky. And, like, oh, yeah. her and Reverend Lovejoy They're get up to some fuck. real weird shit. Yeah. Bible don't say anything about kink. No, it doesn't. So uh, go get your freak on, everybody. It says nothing about dressing up like an emo and um, <laughs> leading around Lovejoy with a leash. I don't know. That that scene was mostly implied. Oh. Yep. Or implode. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> she invited Marge in. Uh, Wouldn't you? Anyway, ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Yes. Oh, Outside sure. of that Skinner and Integrity break. Yeah. But I guess to, be, to, to its credit, it's going to show that everyone is swept up in this kind of mm. hyperbole. Is that no? Yeah. It's not the way. It's not not wrong. Not, yeah. not wrong. Her, Homer being an expert in something he knows nothing about and teaching people the wrong things. Absolutely. Oh. Homerbally. <laughs> I, that was fantastic as well. Like that Thank whole you. scene of... Oh. I, even I just... mean, Elliot, hands down, best joke of the night. Thank you. Awards oh. handed out. Um, that, that whole scene of Homer, you know, going, and I'll tutor you and everyone just going, oh, fuck. A poo oh, grinning, and everyone else is like, no. Uh, and then uh, when he falls asleep and wakes up, and he's like, no, oh my god, I've forgotten everything uh, Mr. Homer taught me. Excellent, let's go. No, that <laughs> final cap where it's like, sleep is for the week, Apu, and I'm going to bed. You yep. see, you look through my seventh grade history notes. <laughs> my favorite line of the whole thing, though, is, now, can you identify what the stars on the, like this flag or yeah, something like yeah. that? And he goes... Yeah, that's the flag that disappeared from the public library. <laughs> it is woefully out of date. <laughs> I was going to say as well, I like the bit that he goes, we, now we all know the 13 stripes are for luck. But <laughs> do we know? And it's like, why are there 47 stars on the flag? Right? He says, well, that is, you know, between, I just want to point out that, yeah, the only time it could have had 47 stripes on it was between January 6 and February 14, 1912. Yeah. It was a period of like <laughs> no, a month and specific. a week. Yeah, because it was like, as I said, it was like between mm. like New Mexico and I think Arizona joining or something. Yeah. yeah, wow. <laughs> Amazing. It's such a good line. Also weird to think that only happened in 1912. What was the last, Hawaii's last state to get out of it, I think? Uh, Hawaii was like, yeah, in the... It was 50th. The, yeah, hold on, I've got to hear. Puerto yeah, uh, it was 59 in Hawaii. Alaska was 59 also. I don't know the difference. January and, but that was January to August, and it was New Mexico and Arizona, yeah. American history with the Simpsons index. Yeah, who knew? And I'm sure, like, we all loved that. Uh, joke because of course back in the day you know where is Springfield was yeah. so mm. such a hot button topic between the kids on the playground like guessing where it is and I'm sure it was even worse in America because they actually knew what their states were whereas mm. us in Australia just sort of had a wild guess yeah, yeah. but um, the joke of Bart getting in the way it's like I don't even know where I'm being <laughs> kicked out from <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I've got to say wasn't this episode used in that 
sort of thesis around mm. where Springfield was because they looked at the tax and the tax rate based yeah. on his income matched Washington's, I think, at that point or, or something, something like that. So they were saying it's probably in Washington somewhere based on that alone. Okay. But yeah. I mean, obviously, like they've said, it's not. It's everywhere. It's yeah. whatever. But yeah, I think well, they were saying like, well, it matches Washington's like rates. Yeah, so the, yeah. There's a weird thing as well where it's the uh, radio station letters. So they're KBBL and something like if you're west of the Mississippi, your radio call sign starts with K, but if you're east, it starts with W or something like that. Yeah. It's like and really I, specific. I was going to say, but also that is part of the whole, well, you know, the bear should pay the bear tax. I already pay the homer tax. That's the homeowner tax. Such a Fucking good little... Excellent, excellent joke. The the times that they use Homer's name as a pun in the classic era, like uh, pretend this is baseball and get us a Homer. Ah, oh, yes. But would you watch this episode again? Yes. yes. Excellent. What are episodes that pair nicely with this one? Um, the one we watched previously with Apu. Yeah, it's a great one. Let's go watch <laughs> that again. Um, well, but no, Apu, gets Apu getting married. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, what else have we got that's thematic or has a bear in it? Right. Wait, isn't there other things, times where Homer has stormed someone and like tried to get something changed, like where he becomes the garbage man for a yeah. while? Yeah. You know, he gets all uppity about something I that he really doesn't this need was to. the security guard one for a while, where he, uh, becomes, yeah. where he starts May his own Quimby patrol. Yeah. Oh, no. Spring Shield. Spring Shield. Uh, yeah. Ooh, Quimby episodes, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, the one where they go to the ballet. Oh, yeah. Bear in the little car. Thank yes. you. The one where he becomes the bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say that just like a second ago. And yeah. that one where he yeah. becomes the panda, but we don't want to watch that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but what would you like to change? Hmm. The flashback to Apu's uh, home. Yeah, I think yeah. we can all agree that sucks. Yeah, that just feels really very cheap and low. Like they they could have just changed some of the jokes there, and mm. it wouldn't have been like they could have still flashed back to him getting his degree, and even saying goodbye to his family because mm. you know he has his two little lines like "Make us proud, never yeah, forget who you are." Fine. Like that that's part's fine. Yeah. It's it's just um, it's they didn't visually... have to yeah make some puns about India basically. Yeah. <laughs> Why is your dad topless? I just, I don't want Why to do this yours? to you, but I'm just thinking you could pair this with Love is in the Into or two. Because it's got young Frink in it being a sex no, cauldron. No. Oh, and I don't think I knew that this is where Frinkiac comes yeah. from because, yeah, that machine he's got is the Frinkiac. Yeah, can we also Frink appreciate seven, yeah. the hidden joke that they're at Springfield Heights Institute of Technology? Right, right. Shit. S-H-I-T. Oh. <laughs> they wouldn't have even tried that later. Formerly on. Chucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don't start that up again. <laughs> sorry, George. Did you say what you'd change? No, I didn't. Uh, I think similarly, yes. Like just re- just remove the sort of the stereotype stuff. I think Simpsons have, do have a habit of doing this of being like you know, at the end things are have been changed for the worse, but it's just like, bah, bah, and then you can sort of move on. Like the one with the garbage man, where they just move the town down, you yeah. know, two kilometers or two miles, whatever. Um, but like with this one. This really highlights the problem with the American political system mm. and how, like, it's very easy to scare people into voting in policy that is very bad for everyone. Um, and you sort of, they again, I, I realize it's the joke. If you're going to make you think that they're going to make a change and we're going to vote no on 24 and then it's like... 95% it passes that's terrible yeah. like Springfield is a worse place now but that is just well cool well that's the end of the episode though so we can't resolve this okay bye yeah so I, I don't know I don't I don't want that I want to I want to be happier at the end of the episode I know but it's one of these yeah. things where it's like Simpsons aren't gonna go well we solved racism you know uh, yeah. like yeah, yeah. 
I, I think I think it's much better commentary to say that like, look, we've showed you why this is a bad idea. Why That's this it. is stupid. You have to go out and change something. Yeah. yeah, like in this world, they're all useless and you know they're racist and stupid because that's that's kind of what Springfield is. It mm. represents overall the worst parts of well, small-minded, you know, thought and panic and you know. It's a don't do what Donnie don't yeah, does episode it is. for real. So like. I get what you're saying because, you know, you want to leave the episode feeling better about life rather than like, kind of like, oh, that's depressing. We but how many times lemonade. have we seen things? Everyone votes no. We all <laughs> drink lemonade. The oh. end. We didn't talk about that in the wackiness, all the different polling methods that they have <laughs> of like flushing a toilet or, you know, putting a Blowing shoe cube a in a glass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to think that they were all run related to the voting. It was just a tasteful montage. Yeah. You know, you know, the, the balls montage in Austin Powers. Sure. The rockets and the mm -hmm. trains and tunnels. That and looks like a giant car. Wang. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what would you like to change, Danny? Shit, <sighs> man. I'm not sure. I think was, the thing is, it's a pretty tight episode. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. tight app. I think it should have ended up with a shot of like Bear slowly he's leading suburbia back into the wilderness, and like the wilderness music plays as he kind of and the he's bear still wandering. Like, well, he's just wandering. My back. job's done. Wandering, yeah. I kicked out those immigrants. Where is this bear yeah. yeah. going to next? <laughs> you feel like the bear was deported from its own forest, and uh, oh man was bombed out of its own forest <laughs> yeah. yeah well the bombings are up so all right yeah it's time for final note time well now it's time now it's Yeehaw. time now it's time for his final notes what uh, i did like some of the signs and the general jokes about how uh americans cannot speak english properly or yes. how western people cannot speak english properly barney can barely talk barney man, <laughs> yeah you said it barn <laughs> and like homer says say get out and yeah. uh a few others like that so that was good or the united stadiums as well instead of <laughs> americans oh fantastic uh there was a joke that i definitely didn't quite understand as a child mm. living in the southern hemisphere <laughs> because they're like this is as american as a cold beer on a hot christmas morning and i was like yeah but I remember yeah. they're in the yeah Northern Hemisphere and Christmas yeah. <laughs> is cold for them. So I did like that. Oh, yeah. And of course, all the jokes, you know, like first line up the tired, then the poor, then the yep. huddled masses yeah. longing to that breathe free. Very, uh, dig it. Yeah. And I did like there was a little uh, connection button, Homer connection at the end where he says, like, if I could just say a few words, I'd, I'd be, be a, a better, better public speaker. speaker. That's and some everyone good just shit. stares at him. But Bart is pissing himself laughing <laughs> and i really like mm -hmm. that like yeah. support your dad i also Good on really like in the, that whole speech is like we have to realize that immigrants are the glue that hold together the gears of our society <laughs> oh well <laughs> yes amazing like joke he, he oh meant my it God. he meant well but just fucked it up actually i do have a point on that because wasn't there and like i'm gonna need you guys to help yeah. Uh, wasn't there like a woman recently talking, you know, trying to convince us that, you know, immigrants are a part of America by going like, who will clean our toilets if they leave? Oh, you're, thinking, and it was like, you're thinking of uh, uh, Kelly Osborne on like The View. The View, yeah. yeah. That's right. She really fucked up there. She literally just but goes, Mr. Trump, if all the immigrants leave, who will clean your toilet? And I'm just goes, clean your toilet. What? <laughs> oh my God. Like, I, we know what you're trying to say, girl, but no. You fucked it up so bad. But that, that was essentially Homer's yeah. speech as well, although yes. he at least mentioned some jobs that weren't completely menial, but yeah. none of them were very, none of them were great. Oh, except for Lion Tamer, I think, was one. Yeah, he starts with drive cabs. Yeah, that's the stereotype that they ride our operas yeah. and 
train our tigers and kick our goals. And it's like, <laughs> I think they're varied and strange uh, enough that you can say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Score our extra points, which I don't know if there are any immigrant kickers in NFL team. Who the hell knows? You'd know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other final note was one of the lines that always sticks with me is when um, they're like, oh, you could just get married to someone and then like divorce oh, them afterwards. Yeah. And so he calls like, Selma, dear, how are you? Uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Listen, shut up a second. <laughs> I love how it's listen, shut up a second. Like <laughs> So good and delivered with such a like fake cheerful smile. But even her line, and I can never remember the order of her last name, but it's like... Yeah, it's long as- McClure, yeah exactly. It's such a weird thing. Like, I don't... Was it ever a tradition that you had to stack all your divorced last no, names? No, she's just like the Counts of Transylvania sort of royalty. I, I feel like it's because like, okay, well, this is now my legal name. I got married. I've got to add that to my legal name. Yeah. Otherwise, sure. I have to change it back to the other one first and then change it. And I take his name, you know. I don't swap out. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, it's long enough without Nahasapima, Pala, whatever. Pala, well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do like that little uh, that little joke and scene there as well. No, I was saying, because that would have been a very easy out for the episode as well, mm. and I like how they dodge it. And... They thought about it. They yeah. did think about it. Someone's yeah. like, I'm only marrying for love. Maybe once more for money. <laughs> which she does to Fat Tony. Uh, true. Oh, speaking of which, uh, the one guest star for this episode, Joe Mantegna, returning as Fat Tony. Always, yeah. always great. Always pleasure. Always perfect. Uh, Jordan. Yeah, no, my one one is just with Homer going, well, if I'm saying I'm going to need a beer or whatever, and goes to get the beer, goes in the fridge, there's nothing in the fridge, but it's filled with three different cartons of baking soda one of which appears to have bite marks taken out of like the top of it and the yeah. others are like torn open in such a haphazard i'm like what are they using baking soda that they need it urgently that they can't even afford to just get a little triangle out from the side of the box to pour yeah. it out with yeah. like what is going yeah, on in the Simpson household with this baking soda i thought baking soda in the fridge was like a thing that you do to preserve certain things i don't know it uh, absorbs the mold or something maybe oh, get rid right. of the smell but like three what are they doing to the fridge i think that's then? the point that you just put one into a absorb smell or whatever it does and then you forget you've done it so you do it again and yeah. then your fridge is full of baking soda. Or the fridge soda. was so smelly it was a four box scenario. Or it grows there. It's That's its children. Uh. And also it led to Homer trying to make an escape through the wires, uh, the telephone wires. Yeah. And No pants. food for anyone, beer for him though. Exactly. <laughs> I got your dad and then pants him. Ah, oh, so good. BT? Yes, of course. That's a bear-like animal, most likely a bear, wander down in search of food and possibly employment. <laughs> uh, is this crowd getting dumber or just louder? And guy checks his clipboard. Mm, dumber, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the whole kind of turnaround for, well, not turnaround, the anti-heart here, but it works, is when Homer walks into the quickie mark and goes, ah, oh, we get rid of all those immigrants, there'll be more time for people like you and me, uh, Americans like you and me, Apu, kind of just, yeah, getting so swept up he hasn't even thought about the people around him. And even his, you know, it's a dick line, but it really is a good subversion of the expectation when Homer's like, I never thought this would affect someone I care about. You know what, Apu? I am really, really going to miss, miss you. you. Yeah, I forgot in <laughs> all the so fun horror. and scapegoating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the fun uh, and scapegoating. Let's see. Uh, when Apu wears the big cowboy hat and takes it off, his hair's all up in it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, 10-gallon yep. hat hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, also hair. when Fat Tony gives him his fake ID and he's like hey can the courtesy you're an American now yes <laughs> and yeah Apu's line of like I'm a US citizen now which way to the welfare office <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding I work I work <laughs> <laughs> and yeah my final notes Chief Wigan when he tranks both Barney and the bear 
put him under arrest for being a bear and yeah. for an accessory to being, being a bear. A bear. <laughs> and then he gets his own little truck to take him away after the, the zoo truck takes away the zoo bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, the mo truck. <laughs> mo truck takes away the mo bear. <laughs> the mo bear. Uh, so what? Was Apu's final thesis? I never got this thing. He uh, back in the day, computer programs were run by via punch cards. Yeah. And so this is literally a tic tac toe program, which you need lined up all those cards that the computer would then process through to figure um. out its next move. So it could run a program that yeah. could theoretically beat beat even the professional tic tac toe players. Yeah. <laughs> World's top players, but they have to be in order, and that's why Bart messes oh, them okay. up, and then they're basically useless because you'd have to rearrange them. It would take forever. Yeah. I love the joke, the Nine Mets are my favorite squadron. That's very good. Yeah, yeah that's good. And then when he's like seeing uh, his parents in Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman and then just random relative who we didn't see in the flashback, just don't make uh. the same mistake I did, on the cover of Cat Fancier. <laughs> very good shit. It's time to rank this thing. Is anybody chambered? Because I'm not sure. And can I'm, I borrow I'm your on pendulum? that Gilver border. I'm not too sure where I am. I feel like... I got more laughs on the last one, but I like the plot of this one and the kind of digs it takes at, mm. you know, reactions and mob mentality and scapegoating. It's smarter, but it's not as funny, but it is better in a lot of ways. So I'm, I'm riding that Gilver border. We're going to use my patented, oh, let's say both me. and then figure out which one feels true in my heart guts. That doesn't have a theme song, it does now. Uh, <laughs> well, I, better late than never, Beach. <laughs> Well, now I'm just going to slow it down, jerk pants. I am rating this a gold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually, I disagree. I think this one is better than the previous one. Hence why I'm giving it a gold, not a silver. I mean, yes, there is still sort of unsavory stuff, but also it's it's much less of it. And it is more about the sort of American system and, and how sort of crappy a lot of it is. And yeah, so I, I like this one better. I'm giving it a gold. Mm? Nice. Uh, so, thank you, jerk pants. Um, <laughs> you know what? Look, the racism is still hefty with the Apu, you know, backstory and everything like that. However, mm -hmm. the fact is, fundamentally, this episode is actually trying to take a stance against racism. Yeah. Which, you know, the lovely contradiction that was the 90s about everything. You know, we loved gay people. We also hated them. We, you know, loved immigrants, but we also like to make horrible, horrible jokes about them. It was a really, really odd time mm -hmm. for TV. But... Now, nothing else. And just television. <laughs> just the real television. world was perfect. The real world was Monkey a, and Dory. a shit fight. But, I mean, we were also children, so I don't really know what the real world was like. But based on our historical records, like Friends, it wasn't great. I think because the racism is balanced by a generally anti-racist message... It's still, it's one of those things where... It, 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 no, no, it, no, no, you're completely right. That's why it's funny. <laughs> but that, that's true. Because I was, you know, I was looking at the previous episode thinking, could I recommend somebody actually watch this now? Mm. And I, I, I couldn't really say, you know, yeah, yeah. watch it. You're going to have a great time. If it was the first time you're watching it, you'd just be going, fuck. Oh. Whereas this one, I think you can use that it was a product of its time with some jokes but it was still balanced out that it overall had a, mm. a good heart. You're right, the, the the jokes were probably less frequent and punchy, but they were there and they were very like sort of dark satire almost, which I liked yeah. about The Simpsons. I liked yeah, when the, it got a they, little bit serious. They really lost that edge of like having something to say on things. Yes, they actually put forth an opinion. Yeah, now it's a much more, hey, this is a thing. It's like, yeah. well, what do you think of that thing? It's a thing. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's 100% it. The writers have no opinion. No. 
they just make a bunch of random jokes and you know hope that the audience will resonate with one of them and yes. tolerate whereas this they, they were actually there's no progress yeah they were actually making a very anti-american anti-racist sort of well anti-american political system critique. at least yeah. Yeah, yeah it was quite a critique so for this i will go gold uh, yeah, look, I completely agree with that. I'm going gold as well. I feel like, yeah, it's unfortunate that flashback scene that it did resort to those sort of jokes because I feel like the episode was just so much more nuanced beyond that. And, you know, you don't have to read that deeper into it to go, oh, they're making fun of Americans so much in this one. Yeah. I'm going gold again in this one. And yeah, that's uh, where I landed. Uh, Danny? I agree. Gold, same reasons as you. It was an indictment of american culture of her mentality of so much more but also i really felt like all the characters were human you yeah. know and they were flawed and they had selfish reasons and blah even fucking selma with her no i'm not going to marry this guy that's about to be deported because i just don't want his last name to be tacked on such a like shitty but like real human sort of reason to i don't know hmm. i really i really like this one BT, did you find where your heart guts lie? Oh, say oh, yeah, that like, out loud slowly. Like 10 minutes ago. Oh, <laughs> oh gold. Yay! <laughs> Unanimous gold! We're giving this the gold finger. Um, <laughs> it is wait. web of sin, but don't go in! <laughs> um, fuck, I had a really good point. Oh, yes, that's right. Sorry. Sorry. We've been we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Better his jerk pants. What? Yeah, such a jerk pants thing. Um, <laughs> we, uh, the, the whole Simpsons Index today has been shitting on American culture, but I want to state, for the record, this is very easy to translate to Australian culture as well. Oh, yeah. we are, when we, we say American, it's really Western, Western culture yeah. here. I mean, obviously the Simpsons were talking about their particular system. That's where they're living. That's where they're writing. But the reason it resonates is because mm. it resonates so with our, our, things our, that are happening in Australia is now. Our garbage yeah. no, and our not culture so is pretty fucking garbage too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that does it with the Apu Trilogy today. Uh, thank you guys for helping me navigate these uh, awkward conversations mm. sometimes. <laughs> this has actually been easier than I thought it was going to be because yep. I'm pretty sure yeah. we're all on the same page. Whereas, yeah, there's been some ones where it's like, God, this is just really awkward and painful and I wish I weren't here. But <laughs> this was yeah. fun. Thank you, Elliot. And yeah, this is very exciting as we head into our final mm. uh, few episodes of the old three episode, three decade uh, format. And yeah, just really glad to uh, have us do this one, one last time around the sun. Huzzah. I mean, I am bringing you guys back to review the new shit, but it'll only be one at a time now. <laughs> it's the new shit. If, you, if, really if you'll have it. If you'll be had. <laughs> oh, way to make it weird. You can't trick me, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Not <Pretty> twice. Sure <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once. Um, but yeah, as I've been saying several times throughout the show, that yeah, we're an independent podcast. We don't get money from third party mm. advertisers, but uh, we get uh, money from listener support over at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash sidequest studios. We release a bonus podcast over there every week. We've got every a whole week. bunch of awesome shows that over we've talked 100. about. Over 100. And it's exclusive exclusive um but yes you can uh, join such wonderful patreons uh, uh, patrons i forget yeah it's patrons that's Patron. Patron. patrons yes. on patreon uh, but we call them the heroes over there yeah. because yeah they are our heroes and i thought we just go around the circle and thank them like i'm gonna thank grant prusy thank you very much dude i would like to thank uh caleb nine eight two you're not going to go down the list no <laughs> i'm gonna thank 16 ounce mouse because that was i'm pretty sure a show that was 
something I watched and went, what the fuck happened? That's but a reference to something? I think, uh, is it 16 ounce mouse? Nine ounce mouse? There was a show, it was an adult swim one and it was very adult swim and you're like, yeah. I know biker mice from Mars. I think I'm going to thank Philip Wolf. Oh. Timothy Burleson. Thank you, bro. Thank you, Stephanie. Oh, Chris Todd, you're a legend. Hey, Almighty K, you're fucking almighty, you're, dude. You're pronouncing it wrong. It's Almighty K! Almighty uh, K! I thought it was Almighty K. <laughs> thank you, Katie Howard. Uh, Anthony M, thank you. Thank you, Freezer, you little Dragon Ball villain. David yeah. James Young, you're a real one. I, I think we forgot Caleb982. No, and no, I just no, want to no, say no, special. No, no, no. Whoa, no. Whoa, whoa, Oh, you did? Okay, well, if that's the case, Paul Salt, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you're great, and I'm not salty about <laughs> being a fool. Yeah, Paul Goodman, I don't want to detract from your time. That was We could have spent way more talking about your features, your gorgeous and glorious features. <laughs> we will next week. Editing Bay LJ here to say also a big thank you to Nick Ibis and Teresa, who both have subscribed to the Patreon page since we recorded this podcast. So thank you so much. And once again, if you want to go over there, join the heroes and get some bonus podcasts from us, it's patreon.com slash studios. Links in the show notes, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's finish the podcast. And yeah, uh, and thank you for listening to the free feed. And I hope you do join us over at the Patreon page. Yep. And until then, yeah, that's been the Simpsons Index. That's been Claire Double R. R. Yar. <laughs> no, wait, like, and, take and two, another, take two. And, and another one. R-R. <laughs> <laughs> R-D-R-R. R-D-R-R. Oh, my God, Get that's it? so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Red Dead Redemption. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jordan. R-D-R. Okay. Hey, I, I, sorry, Elliot. Thank you. No, thank you for coming up here and, and gracing oh, us with your presence. Stop, I love you. Stop stealing my thank you. Thank you, Elliot. You're Thanks for welcome. having me. <laughs> but I love you more. Uh, oh, well. That's why you slept over last night, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Daddy, thank you. <laughs> Are you just... <laughs> Breathe again. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Like that thing where they edited all the wrestler promos, except it's just breathing in. was exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good luck. Uh, <laughs> Man. And thank you, BT Calloway. And that's my cue to exit. <laughs> and that's been me, Elliot J. O'Neill, and that's all the mustard in the house. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. There's still a cat here. And a little mustard. <laughs> no mustard. The mustard parade. <laughs> yeah. Every year. There's our butt. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can also check out our other shows, like Pulp Fury Radio, our scripted fiction podcast, which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres, and Thrones of Game, where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order. Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Oh, yeah, gotta get my shit together. Oh, wow. Gonna dust off this classic. Damn it, Elliot. Get your <laughs> shit together. Seven years of podcasting. The shit is still not together. Actually, our friend, uh, The Real Jims, over at his YouTube channel, The Real Jims, uh, just, did Slow a, down, kid. just did a big guild documentary as well. <laughs> and, like, he's, yeah, he's had a lot of jobs and, like, a lot of lawyer stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he really took the lawyer baton from. Uh, baton. Lars Lionel Hutz. When... The French version of the baton. Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Extra fancy. <Yeah>. Le baton. <laughs> baton. Yeah, let's review Gary Larson stuff instead. <laughs> let's try and let's describe them.
<laughs> there's a photo taken of I think it was Trump the other day where someone's like he looks like a Gary Larson cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> like it really like, um, does. Yeah. It's yeah. that particular yeah body shape. Yeah, the one like where it's neck. like a Trump stands like the front end of a centaur. Yep. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> it's like once you've seen it. <laughs>